Welcome to No Refunds. Welcome to No Refunds. Uh, my name is Dwight, and joining me this week is Alex and Tiffany. And it is just the three of us this time, so it's been a little bit since we recorded. I have been insanely busy, and so we've managed to squeeze in some time here on a dreary Saturday morning before um, everything starts to pick up. Tiffany, you have a question. I was going to say, we should have come up with our spook names. Oh, we should have. <laughs> All right, on the fly, what's, what's your spooky name? I don't name? know. You know, like the Treehouse of Horror stuff? God damn it. No, I also had... Yeah, we should have. My spooky name is Alex. Alex? Okay. Um, so, no, 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 no. Here we go. I got it. I got it. I got our okay. spooky names. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. So, Tiffany Thundergun. Dwight. That's uh, not spooky. Like Thundergun Express? Yes. Dwight, uh, Dwight the Hammer and mm. Alex Spaghetti. Oh, okay. There we Are go. these the hammer? The hammer is my penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is our uh, traditional Halloween episode at this point, but um, since it's just three of us, since this year has been a little bit uh, hectic and crazy, we're going to kind of treat it like a normal episode, but everything outside of this first part is going to be pretty spooky. So we got some emails, and since it's just the three of us, let's kind of go over them. Okay. So the first one Ooh, is from a Peter. Oh! Peter writes... Hi, guys. I told Alex I would email the podcast, and I never did, so I'm making up for it now. I like it when you mess around with the format. I like your top ten movies episodes. I also liked it. I also loved it when you messed around with the sound effects, and that time you looped the audio a few times. That was funny. Thank you very much, Peter. My two co-hosts did not like that. I had a blast with it. When I was editing in Billy, like, saying no, or, like, that time that I um, did, like, the going down Judge Rabbit Hole song, (laughs) or with Alex, uh, I forget what it was, but I I looped you at the beginning. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Spencer just joined us at the table. Ridiculous. Back to Peter's. You used to add a little musical interludes between topics, but episodes seem to be a lot more free flowing now. I think that just comes with us getting used to the format. Right. Our format is no format. We used to have like a structure for everyone. Like we were going to talk about these three topics Mm -hmm. specifically, and that's kind of gone out the window. Yep. But that's That's definitely actually really cool or or something really interesting to think about. Just a show evolving, like. Even just going back to, you know, because we watched Superstore and I went back one of the days you weren't here and I rewatched, <clears throat> oh my God, excuse me, um, the pilot. And that's just like, it's so interesting to see how things evolve. Yeah. So it's like our show is kind of like that where we started from in one place and now it's kind of evolved into something completely different. We started from HC Media and now we're here. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, working our way up in the world. Yes. I used to add a little more free phone now. Uh, back to Peter's. <laughs> You guys have a lot of mixing and editing skills. I'd love to see them put uh, put to use more. Well, thank you very much. Super excited for Smash Aww. Ultimate. Would love to play with you guys either in person or if I can make the drive up, if I can make <gasps> the drive up, or online. Not sure how the new online thing works yet. Peter. P.S. Tiffany is my favorite. I could listen to her nerd voice for an entire episode. Oh, my God. Well, get I, ready. I take deep offense to that. 
um, as Aww. I will be the best man at his wedding. <laughs> so, that's a good point. So I will, um, if I if I am giving a speech, I will be mentioning that he he, he likes Tiffany more than me. It's a sick burn. Yep. So yep. Yep. Um, that's awesome. So Yay. fuck that's you, great. Peter. Wow. Um, um, one thing I, I would like to say, mm-hmm. since. Um, I feel like that now is a good time to tease it. Um, Are you Pe- leaving the podcast? Peter will get um, since he said he really liked our top ten mm-hmm. movies episode. Yeah. We, will, we will be doing our our next top episode soon, very shortly. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is episode thirty eight. Yeah, and we're doing for episode forty our top five TV shows. Yes. Um, yeah. So we we've decided because the last one took up two whole episodes with the top ten, we're going to pare it down yeah. to just top five. It, so that should only. And I think it's for... mostly for our time because yeah. It, yeah. Took, it took us. We were here for like a day. Yeah. It yeah. was Recording. like a it was like a six hour. Yeah, we yeah. had like I think five and a half hours <laughs> worth of raw. raw. Yeah, which I is nuts. Crazy. But and speaking of of mixing and editing, I'm going to be editing this episode because so I fun. got a fancy new job and I'm going to actually be teaching people. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, congratulations for your new job. Um, yeah. I'm going to be teaching um, people how to, uh, you know, edit and, and record audio and radio and podcasty things. So I'm literally, cause my background's video. So I'm literally using this podcast as like my, you know, so we're just her as my test. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's helpful. It's helpful, you know, when someone says, "Hey, uh, can you teach uh, this class in the spring semester?" And it's like, "Yeah, sure." I good thing I, I do have, that podcast in my living room. I have no idea how to do any of that. Um, I can teach you. You can be my student. And, and I have, learn. I have no. I do not do anything <laughs> for this podcast other than lend my voice. You sit down and talk. You come up with ideas. You're though. like an executive producer. I'm a, I, I'm yeah. the EP. Yeah. 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 Um. One last thing on Peter's email. Uh, so for Ultimate, when Ultimate comes out, we're definitely going to be having a lot of get-togethers for right. that. Oh yeah, um, we already in, have Smash Bros. Smash Bros. No, if Peter's not invited to that, I will invite I, him I can, shortly. Yeah. Uh, yes, things are happening. So yes, yes please. It's going to be great. Stupid excited. All right, our next email comes from a Mark. Ooh. His name is Judd. Of course, it's Judd. Yeah. Judd writes this an email all the time. So I ju- love a- it. another thing. Um, so Peter emailed us on September twenty seventh, oh, literally a month ago today. Oh. Today's the today's October twenty. Happy birthday, wow. Peter's email. <laughs> Happy one month <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Judd emailed us on October first. It's taken us a while to get together again, guys. Right. I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I have like the worst. Sort of okay. road slash cop, so you'll hear me in the background for all of this. So Judd writes, Hey guys, I had so many reactions to this episode that I'm honestly very sad I didn't guest on it. However, I'll just pick these two. Adaptation of your favorite. So this is talking about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. All right. um, there are a few times that I feel that my age and additional experience gives me a, an advantage, but this is one of them. During the discussion of Captain Marvel and Brie Larson, hashtag not my captain, Judd says, I can't help Uh, think back on my experience with Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. As you know, the actor changes, but the role remains the same, but without negating or ignoring those that came before. So new Whovians frequently feel that the new face is hashtag not my doctor. Mm -hmm. I think that's a new thing, though. Hashtags are relatively new. The sentiment is still there. Having witnessed eight regenerations now, I have learned that sometimes you just have to relax and trust in the production team Mm -hmm. to treat your favorite with care and respect. That's a very... 
Except good point. Except solid. for Stephen Moffat. Don't trust Stephen <laughs> Moffat to do anything. Well, but see, Stephen Moffat had three chances, yeah. and he proved himself over that time, <laughs> or two chances, um, to prove himself. He proved himself over that time that he was not like he deteriorated as he yeah. went on. Yeah. yeah. So, He's but those doctors were great, though. You know, the doctors themselves. Right. Yeah. And I—that's actually a really great, a really great comparison, because it's like that every time. Every time there's a new doctor that that we've experienced being relatively new um, Doctor Who fans, it's like you you kind of have to get used to it. So that's very good advice, and I like it. And I, I will try. I'm going to try so hard to to not not be like that. But I agree. So cool. Thank you, um, Judd. Second point: Escape. I'm very glad that Dwight and Alex decided to not blow off my one shot, and I can only hope that they enjoyed it as much as they would doing the Halloween thing. Judd. So, uh, because we recorded it the day before, we went to go play Judd's One Shot, and we were like, oh, we can skip that and go uh, watch movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, But we still went to go play. It it was a lot of fun. I I really had a good time playing. It it was was a good group of people. It was a really enjoyable little mini campaign. It was really fun. My favorite thing about it is somebody who's... I've, I've played a fair amount of 5e at this point. Mostly, I've DM'd more than I've played, but it was fun getting to experience weird races because we had like a lizard person we had a uh it was a war forged so it was fun getting to um experience those those like out there races um that was a lot of fun yeah it was a good time it was it was a very fun fun and enjoyable day i agree so thank you very much for your email judd yes thank you judd all right um we have another one here from host gator uh, there is scheduled maintenance on our web hosting service. Oh. Hi, Dwight. In an effort to improve uptime, uh, just there. The jokes run its course. I was not expecting that. Took me like that one. I, was, I liked it. I was very interested in what that uh, viewer had to say. Uh, so here's our next one. This one's from Corey. Oh, great. Cowie. Cowie. <laughs> I haven't read this yet either. Uh, hey, guys and gal. Since it was requested, I write in. I figured I'd do so. Do we request that he specifically write in? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Uh, To answer Dwight's question, I refer to soccer as soccer, not football, unless I'm trying to be funny or annoy people. I appreciate that. Mm, Yep, same. (laughs) For Tiffany's question, I would have to say Taylor Twellman. It's probably... His favorite soccer player? What did I I ask? He probably asked his favorite soccer player. Probably. We need to now go back and listen to our own episode. Also, yeah, yeah, right, we're... Also, awesome. an idea for a no-refund stream should be Super Mario Party, all three of you, plus pretty much the fourth host, Brian. I agree oh, with that. Yes. We should try to set that up around Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Because we, we can stream that. So, Can you stream on your Switch? Yes. Anything with an HDMI out, we can stream. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally down to stream Mario Party. Yeah, that's amazing. Super Mario Party. Yeah, Super Mario Party. Uh, keep up the great work, and I also hope Aquaman is at least good. That's the best I can hope for these days with the DCEU minus Wonder Woman 2. Best regards, Corey. This Thank you. Corey's favorite soccer player. Oh, wow. he's a hunk. He, he's pretty. <laughs> yeah, he's got white teeth. Like, those things does, are, like, shining. Does he play for the Revs? He's, re- he's retired. Oh, he's retired. And yes, maybe. That's a Revs jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, apparently, okay, from, from that email, I can discern the fact that we made fun of soccer and the DCEU. I vividly remember you making fun of soccer because we were just talking about something randomly. 
we were, and then you were like, oh, I can't imagine something like soccer being your favorite sport. Same right. thing with the DCEU. Like, right. I can't imagine being a fan of DC right, yeah, right now. Yeah. So I, I clearly, it was probably me on both <laughs> on both accounts. Yes. I made fun of both of those things and asked Corey to write in. So thank so, you very much, Corey. Yeah, thanks for the email, Corey. We will definitely do the Super Mario Party stream. Definitely. That'll be fun. Definitely. Um, that game's been a, a blast. I've been really enjoying it. Maybe we could do that on my birthday. Yeah. Who else is going to be there? Uh, Jen said she's going to be around. Perfect. So yeah. Jen Jen could come over here. Or or we could take it oh. to your house, too, if you want. We oh. could do, uh, I can bring the, the Gatto. It's just a simple um, install. What okay. are you talking about doing? I missed it. Doing a Mario Party oh. stream for my birthday. <gasps> yeah. That would be super fun. We, we can come here. We can go here. Yeah. You guys yeah. Well, not because Ladies Night is, is temporarily postponed. Okay. Just because Bonnie, Bonnie was forgot she was Bonnie. traveling. But yeah. that's okay. So it, it's still happening, and, and we have a, a little group message going on, but mm-hmm. Bonnie's like, uh-uh. And it's this time of year so busy. Yes. It's literally like like the last quarter of the year is like just October, November, December. It's just it's so hard to get. We, we've had that together. issue for the past two years mm-hmm. where we always fall off during yeah. this time. And I, I refuse to let it happen this year. Right. Even though I've my brain has turned to mush and I've just <laughs> been a very sour person. This I've been is, sitting yeah. at work just like pissed off. This is normally where where this would be our last episode before our That's break. That's true, yeah. actually. So yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. Can I talk about the card that I got you to motivate you at work? Yeah, if you want. So Dwight's having a really, really shitty just experience of life being just super busy. So I found a birthday card that said, I forget what it says on the outside. You oh, deserve more you than deserve this card. You deserve more than a card. And then the inside said, so I rubbed my boobs all over it. <laughs> Which is great. So that's sitting at work now. And I look at it every day and it gives me and motivation. He like, <laughs> and, he, and he sent me a message. He's like, just, I just have to know. Did you really rub your boobs on it? And I did outside of my coat. That, but is, I that did. is a very important a very question. question. A very Otherwise important question. the card is a lie and its power yeah. is lost. But right. I did. It was over my jacket and all my, you know, my stuff because it was cold. But... Does that count? It's a half power. Yeah, like that, it's, that's half but power. I thought about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I saw it and I was like, mm, if it do doesn't this. touch areola, <laughs> shit, it it doesn't have full power. You got to bring it home. It's true. Okay. Or I'll I can I can put it on a post-it note or something and like <laughs> and make an addendum. And then we can do a transfer. <laughs> make an addendum. Just draw two boobs on a post-it note. <laughs> There's post-it notes right in front ooh, of you. Ooh. Ooh. I can do that. Okay, awesome. I will now this, do this. post-it note now has Tiffany boob powers. Yes, <laughs> and, and through the transitive property, <laughs> it will give it to the card. Okay, you can cut as much of that as you want. Well, I'll leave it. That took a turn. <laughs> Spooky times. Yes. Spooky times. So Spook time? we we got a lot of good feedback about last year's spoopy episode, um, where Dwight and I watched. A shit ton of movies. Seven horror movies back to back to back. And we we just talked about <laughs> we just talked about spoopy movies for an entire episode. Um, this year we were going to do, try and do the same thing, but include Tiffany a little bit. Um, but because of um, Dwight's busy schedule, mostly uh, doing shows. That yeah, the shows and Tiffany is very. Um, there, she only likes a certain type of horror movies, right? And no, and we I had sp- me. specific ones picked out for her, but it, it just didn't work out because Dwight was very busy, 
and Tiffany needs to be in a certain mood to be able to watch more yep. than one movie at a time. Yep. So it just didn't work out. I was talking about that yesterday. We literally but- talked about that yesterday where Dwight's like, I want to go see uh, Bad Times of the El Royale and Halloween. I'm like, you know I can only yeah. watch one movie. You, you can, you can, you pick, can one. pick one of those movies. Um, so... But we did do a lot of spoopy stuff for yes. for our, uh, October because that's the spoopy month. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about that stuff. So I think the first thing we wanted to talk about was Tiffany. Yep. Yeah. What did you do recently? So scrolling through Facebook and um, Dwight and I listened to uh, a podcast called Lore slash um, he's another one cabinet of curiosities and he has uh aaron mickey has another podcast called unobscured where he's doing a 12 episode deep dive into a topic uh related to history and folklore and all that kind of stuff all of um if you haven't listened to any of those podcasts please do because they're awesome and aaron mickey's voice is amazing so i was scrolling through facebook and it came up a sponsored ad hey unobscured is recording live in salem mass free on monday and i'm like uh dwight Oh, at the Hawthorne Hotel, which is yep. even great because Hawthorne Hotel has a ton of history. It's like right in downtown Salem. Super haunted, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> so I was like, Dwight, we're going to this, right? And the tickets were free. We reserved them. And so we went into Salem, Salem, Mass, yep. in October, um, which is the witch city. And the podcast, the the topic for this season is the Salem Witch Trial. So super deep dive into like which is awesome. Like the history of, you know, how the, the towns were formed and the mm-hmm. politics and the people. And it's just like so freaking engaging. So we went to see a panel where, um, he had three historians and himself and he kind of just asked them questions and, and moderated a discussion about the Salem witch trials. And then he did a live reading of episode four of the podcast. And it was super cool. That's really cool. It was so it was. cool. And he was so fucking nice <laughs> yeah, he was a really cool dude um so tiffany had posted on facebook that we were going to go to that yeah. and uh derek had seen it so uh derek uh the person who won last year's yeah, 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 uh yeah, this yeah, year's yeah. Uh, movie draft yeah, yeah. uh well, he came whatever. with us as well him and his wife melissa um so we got to sit next to them which was uh, a lot made and it derek even more enjoyable and derek's super into this that, stuff as well that told us about lore I'm, I, or do you know about it? I think I disagree because I think I had heard about it before. Uh, before that, but I know that he was really pushing. Yeah, it. yeah. So he, he's the one who told you about. Yes, it. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the whole reason I know about it. So thanks, Derek. Um, he might have told me. I'm pretty sure years. it was at my birthday party. It's been. And he was years like, "You got to listen point. to lore." Your surprise birthday party? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Remember when Dwight loved you so much that he made a surprise 30th birthday yeah. party for you? Yeah. And you just returned it by a surprise 31st birthday party? I felt so bad because Dwight <laughs> didn't let me feel, like forget it. Yeah. yeah. I need to start playing. I just wanted to remind 30s. you yeah, guys okay. about that. Right. <laughs> Thank but you. yeah, but anyway, it was just a very cool experience to... And we live in such a weird world where people who record stuff and you listen to their voice, yep. it, 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 they're a celebrity kind of. Yep. You know, and there were probably like, I don't know, 75 people there. Yeah, it was a good sized room. Oh, that was, was really it was cool. pretty it was, full. But it was pretty intimate all, all at the same time. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a crazy thing. Um, and he stayed after, and anybody who came up to talk to him, he stayed, and, and he was like very just. I like it's. I'm one of those people that anytime you have an opportunity to tell somebody that the thing that they create or the thing that they do or the character that they portray means something to you, right. I think is really cool. So I'm um, just to be like, hey, 
your voice fuels my podcast and now you're here and like thank you for all of the stuff that you create yep. it's amazing it, it's similar to when we met the uh, eastman and laird who yep. created ninja yeah. turtles and i got my my cell yep. sign um or, or when, when we people met, email into us or and when we met a lot um jason david frank from the power rangers yes. and just to be like your show your character that was the reason i did martial arts like thank you like it's just it's so cool to tell somebody thank you for what you do did, did you plug our podcast <laughs> Almost. No. <laughs> so we were sitting there. <laughs> so so we're sitting there beforehand because we uh, the show started at eight o'clock. That's another thing I wanted to say. It's eight o'clock. He, he was staying behind to, to shake people's hands. It was like ten thirty yep. at this yeah. point. So it was, awesome. it was late on a Monday. On a Monday um, night, yeah. So he so before anyone came in, uh, Tiffany and Derek and Melissa and I were sitting there, and. Uh, I was like, so are we going up on stage and we're just going to do an episode of No <laughs> Refunds right now? You sit in as the third host and then we can have Melissa on as a guest. Nice. I really want, like, it was obviously I wasn't going to. But no, been, I don't like, I don't want to be that. that person who's like, gosh, you're my. But Although I we did. did meet his sound engineer who plugged his podcast he did. to us. And I almost was like, well, well we got a podcast too. But. Well, the thing that mm. I did say was that, hey, now I'm teaching this stuff. And he was Aaron Mankey was like, oh, there's a there's a big convention every year for podcasters and creators and, you know, how all different tracks of like, you know, people um, how to get sponsors and, and new editing software. So no he was like, get sponsors, baby. He, well, but it was more of like, here's a con- hey, you're going to teach. Hey, there's a convention that comes up every year where there's a ton of resources for people right. that are creators who are teachers who are you know in the podcast world so i thought that was really cool super chill dude yeah right. he was really so cool. nice that's and he's really cool. and he's local like he moved i forget how long he's been here but he lives in swampscape oh that's cool so he's local it's so neat so neat yeah yeah so that's uh Salem witch trials also like we totally like just scratching the surface of it but like that's the part that's spooky yeah <laughs> it's, spooky it's fucking crazy and please listen to it and i mean i love all the history stuff so it's just it is good. It's very. I agree. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Fun. So last year, uh, <laughs> one of the movies that Dwight and I watched was uh, Chopping Mall, if you remember correctly, which was the greatest on a whim thing I think we've ever done. Yes, easily, like uh, the greatest on a whim thing we've ever done, easily. Yeah, because the other on a whim thing I think we've done that I can think of is go to see Ninja Turtles after Boyhood, <laughs> and that was yeah. terrible. That was a great. That was a great experience, mm-hmm. but a terrible movie. Um, so last year we literally finished watching it. Like the last 15 minutes were on after Tiffany walked in the door. Yes. Mm -hmm. And after we finished the movie, we were like, man, I wish Tiffany had been here to watch this Mm -hmm. because she would have loved it. And we ended up watching the gate and night of the creeps Creeps, afterwards, um, with Tiffany. I love the gate. Um, but we, we both really enjoyed Chopping Mall, oh, and yeah. we, were, we were like, we need to experience this movie with other people. I, I think Chopping Mall has the potential to be on the level of like the room, uh, of the room yeah. or like a Rocky Horror. It won't be okay, maybe not on those levels, right. but it'll be like one step below yep. them because it is cheese camp and ridiculousness, yep. and just the things that happen are phenomenal in it. So this year, I was like, all right. This is clearly a long-term investment for us. I went out. I got the Blu-ray. Uh, and so after our last last recording that we we did for No Refunds, the, movie, the draft, movie draft, we put it on. And Tiffany, Alex, uh, Derek, and I yep. watched <clears throat> Chopping Mall. Right. So, Tiffany, as as this mm-hmm. was your first, your first viewing of Chopping Mall, how did it live up for you? We'd hyped it up pretty pretty yeah. big, right? We may have hyped it up a little bit too much because we were we had the advantage of going into it 
pretty much cold. Right. So when some of the crazy, ridiculous things happen, we were just like, right. what is going on? Like when that bitch's head just explodes. Expl- best, probably like the second or third best head explosion in a film. <laughs> Ever. Period. I... I'm trying to remember. I think it's just because it was late. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as you guys. <gasps> and I think uh, it's, it's okay. because you guys hyped it. Yeah. I and I knew all the stuff that was going to happen and I had seen the last part. So like watching the beginning of it didn't add anything to it. Mm, I guess. I'm sorry. It was funny. But Dick Miller's in it. But well, but the thing is, is that I think I experienced kind of like when, when the first time you watched Anchorman. And oh. you were like, "Oh yeah, this is co-. like so." Like the whole movie, you're like, "Oh, this is coming," and it's like it just took mm. that novelty away. I would That's watch it. Fair. Get, I would get ready to watch it again next no, year. No, I would watch. <laughs> I would. I would watch it again. But I don't know. It was. It was fun and campy, but bad. But almost not bad enough. Like it didn't. T- I don't. I don't know. Okay. I wanted more from it. I wanted it, that movie to be like 20 minutes longer. I agree. It's way you too know, short. You know what I mean? Like it, it just was lacking something and some and, and head exploding and head exploding. weird characters. Like it's And like the, the robots just coming alive and being but I like, murder but, machines but like, for no I reason. I like that and, stuff. It, yep. just, it just needed it needed one, me going into it not knowing anything about it. Mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it way more. And two, it needed to be like 20 minutes longer. Yeah. I didn't hate it. And I will watch it again. And it's funny. And, and it wasn't like, you know, oh, this is this sucks. This is terrible. Like, it's just the experience wasn't well, the same is, experience you guys. But the experience, <laughs> well, it is. But In it wasn't way. the same experience you guys had just being like, we're going to watch this. This is right. great. Right. You know, okay. Yeah, the story of why we watch Chopping Mall is part of the reason why I think Chopping Mall is so great. Right. But it just Tiffany it, doesn't like that story. And I think that was the other thing. You're like, oh, you see Barbara Crampton's boobs. Like, go fuck that yourself, was, you guys. Wow. That wasn't super it. It was mostly no, just that because wasn't. Barbara no, Crampton. No, 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 was. That was, no, that wasn't it. What no. it was was Alex was looking at Barbara Crampton. He and said the other movies that she was in was these. Yes, he uh, were looking okay. up her boobs. Yeah. Right. And then he were like, oh, Chopping Mall. And I was like, oh, my God. That's right. She's in Chopping Mall. And Alex asked, is that movie exactly like it sounds? And I said, no, no. <laughs> it's not. And so we had to watch it yeah. because right. it's insanely different. I think different. just having that also weird sexist thing in the back of my head, like, oh, you guys watched this because you were looking at her, all the movies she shows her boobs in. Well, like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's just so many things colored that first viewing that made it kind of like a less than also, great experience. Also, have you, we showed you Barbara Crampton's Playboy shoot, right? Oh, yeah. With her with all the <laughs> with monsters. With all the awesome. monsters. <laughs> that is awesome. I will say that. But it just those just all of those none of those things were like the one thing that did it, but all those little pieces, little pieces together Death by a thousand cuts. Yep, mm. yep. It mm. just didn't. That's it fair. didn't live up to the hype for me because it was overhyped. Well, speaking of another Barbara Crampton movie yes. that maybe did live up to the hype, we also watched <laughs> a movie uh, this year called From Beyond. Now, From Beyond <laughs> is a movie um, directed by Stuart Gordon, starring Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. And Wait, no, I it's not like Reanimator. I feel like I've seen a movie that fits all of those. You have. We talked about it last year, Reanimator. So this is basically like a not a sequel, but it's a spiritual successor to uh, Reanimator. Right. They had a larger budget. Um, it's also based on a H.P. Lovecraft story. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> air, quotes. air quotes yeah so <laughs> the only part of this movie that's based on lovecraft is the pre-credit sequence that's it Every, okay. everything that's else it. is just made up that's great yep which yeah it's yep. fantastic yep. awesome so alex would you like to talk about from beyond okay 
So, From Beyond... <laughs> is a movie. Oh, my God. I don't even know how to describe it. From Beyond deals with Jeffrey Combs is this scientist with this other weird scientist guy that I don't even remember who Dr. plays him. Dr. Pretorius. Dr. Pretorius. Yeah. And they are building a machine to go to the beyond yeah, uh, to to stimulate the pineal gland. Yep. Um, which is basically like the sex center of the brain. Something like it's, that. it's a really weird um, like sex related. It, it, I talked about it while we were watching it about the, the Cenobites and how it reminded me very much of like Hellraiser and how like there's this weird level of like sadomasochism going on. And getting like sexual pleasure and from sexual pain pleasure of from sorts. pain. It was I don't even know how to describe this movie. People have like penises popping out of their foreheads. So yeah, so like <laughs> it, 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 that's all you can really say and about then it. There are eels that swim in the air. That, and that we can't so like but the idea of it is there there's the scientist doing experiments and he's like created this like sonic resonator which like stimulates the pineal gland and allows us to see other frequencies and right. apparently there are these creatures that are living all around us and we just can't see them and they're constantly avoiding and they us they can't see us and they can't see us so we just never bump into them but this allows you to see that all these creatures so this the sonic resonator allows you to see them and so as you're getting resonated, you become more and more infatuated with the idea of of being in this area, of of being of going to the beyond. Well, it's like you're almost tapping into another like side of your sexuality yes. and get absorbed into some weird mm-hmm. like pleasure dimension or something. So Jeffrey it's Combs, um, his his mentor gets taken by these creatures. Right. Or his head gets bitten off yeah. by them. Yep. Yeah. And so he kind of goes insane and then he goes to this uh like uh, asylum or like a hospital. Yeah. And there he meets um Barbara Crampton, who is a doctor. Uh, she's a very scientist. Like, prestigious scientist, scientist yeah. who she's very like prim and proper by the books, uh, laced up and her and Ken Forey from Dawn Ken of the Forey. Dead. Right. You Don- see his penis in this movie. You'd kind of you see his penis. You basically see his From dead. Dawn of the Dead and Keenan and Kel fame, Ken Forey. Obviously. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he's like a police officer who's like there on security detail for yeah. Jeffrey Combs. They go back to the house and they continue the experiments and all hell breaks loose and yeah. it's amazing. This shit got real weird real yeah. fast. It um <laughs> it got real weird. Ah, uh, it's great. Oh my god, this movie was was really a lot of fun. It was a really trip. great. The one thing that I really loved about it was the effects. I was the effects just for it. Say that. The effects for it were really. You could mm-hmm. tell, especially after watching Reanimator last year, you could tell that this was done on a bigger budget, mm-hmm. and it really they really nailed the effects. The monsters looked cool, like. Pretorius in the other realm yeah. when he's like the weird giant vagina with blob dick monster. fingers. Blob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he's basically the uh, Michael Rooker from Slither. From Slither. If, yeah. if James Gunn didn't watch this movie and get inspiration for Slither, then right. I, I, I don't believe you. Like, yes. He definitely watched yeah. this movie. That, um, I, yeah, that was like my first. I was like, this is, is this Slither? Yeah. 
Um, that monster looked really cool. Mm-hmm. The weird little uh, penises popping out of people's heads. Yep, from the yeah, because the pineal gland keeps on growing and it eventually busts out of people's skulls and right. it becomes this little like tentacle thing that's looking around for people. That was really cool. Um, people get people's getting their eyes are their brains sucked out through their eyes. Through their eyes. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yep. Th- this movie took this movie went balls to the wall. Tiffany, do you want to talk about the lighting? Um. There were like a couple things that were really well lit at certain times. Well, I was a la, similar to like the film processing of, of Suspiria where there were well, I know what you want me to say, but there's wow. it, <laughs> but there wasn't an overarching, <laughs> you know, but the, there yeah. was any time they were in that because they had that device that yep. they turned on that activated the other dimension or whatever. From beyond. From beyond. They only said from beyond yeah. once. But anytime that was activated, everything was like very like pink, red, blue, like yep. this yeah. weird neon, yep. almost like, like think like red light, you know, like ugh, very, I don't know. It's very, very weirdly sexual and like mm-hmm. neon and, and it kind of yeah, gave that vibe. Almost like, um, like walking like the back street alley, like the, yeah, red, the, red, the light red light district. district yep. Stuff. Yep. It like, that's, that's what I'm like thinking of. Like just the neon, and like it's an eighties eighties movie. This is yes, yeah. So it just I think has, it's eighty four, eighty five. So all of those eighties movies kind of have that same color palette where it's almost like weirdly vibrant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like even thinking like not lighting, but even thinking of like walking through the house and like some of the rooms and the paint on the walls, yeah. like the weird sex den and stuff. Like everything is weird sex. Everything den, yes. in eighties yep. movies has that weird vibrant. Like I'm even thinking of like Night of the Creeps and stuff. Like everything, mm-hmm. it's like washed out but bright. I don't know how to. It's an '80s movie, yeah. So whatever oh, they right. did to it the film in the like '80s, an 80s movie. yeah. It's really <laughs> interesting to me how you can like look at just like a scene or like a minute of film and yeah. be like, oh, yeah. "This was from the '70s." Yeah. Like this it has like that 80s. like this blurry graininess. Yep. The yep. '80s has a distinct feel. The '90s, early 2000s is like, oh yeah, oh, yeah this is yeah. this is post Matrix and, and in, even influenced. Not even just like the the wardrobe and things like that. It's just like that feel of the film right. is yep. different. You're 100 percent right. The way they like stage their shots and yep. stuff like that. It yep. just has a yeah, that the film really language of the eighties is language. dripping in this movie. Ooh, but I liked that one. use of oh yeah, and then when you they had that other shot like at the very beginning where like the light is coming through the the windows and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of we watched this like three weeks ago. Yes, so yeah, I'm like trying that. to yep. remember the only th- Do you want to rewatch it right now? No. No, <laughs> no I don't a, have time. It was also a Saturday morning and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and yeah. it was like I, what I are think, we watching i think our problem was we watched it first thing yes we really blew our load early yeah mm-hmm. literally we watched a freaking sex movie i was like wait what are we watching yeah we're watching we had barbara crampton and it was a sequel to reanimator and so, like so, the three of us are sitting here watching like freaking 80s pornography right. like what and the then hell? tiffany and dwight just went and fucked like right yeah. next to, they, totally. were just, they were just totally. like because totally. our, our pineal glands were been, so had been stimulated um, it's not the only thing in large. Yeah, it, it, uh. my favorite thing about it is we watched it first thing in the morning. Yeah, I got Saturday to your house. Morning. You're still crunching on your ice from your your iced coffee. And I'm in my pajamas. She's in her pajamas, and Dwight's like, "You want to just start with the because." Okay, I, so I hyped this movie up. Dwight to you. had hyped this movie up to me. Have you seen it? No, no. Oh, okay. It. Because. But well, because it had a theme. Because yeah, we watched yeah, Reanimator yeah, last yeah. year, and this was a spiritual su- uh, so, yeah. sequel to that. Sequel, and it had and Barbara Crampton. And it had Barbara yeah. Crampton. Yeah. So he didn't tell me what the movie was. He just told me I have a special movie that we're going to watch this yeah. year. 
And he, he told me that like every time I saw him. And every I was just, time I was really excited for it. And and it, it lived up to expectations. It I was like fun. it was it was so much fun. But like he was like, What movie do you want to start with? And I brought a couple movies and Dwight had a couple movies in mind and he was like, You want to start with the special one? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. Let's just start with it. Because Tiffany wanted to watch I it. Wanted to watch and it. it really depended on if Tiffany was in the mood to watch a movie. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, let's let's watch let's a movie. So we watched From Beyond. And then the movie ended, and we're like, "Where do we go from here?" What, right? what just what, happened? Like ten minutes into the movie, like you guys were like, "What are we watching?" Because <laughs> yeah. it like hits the ground running with yeah. just oh, it's, yeah. it's not. Tr- then there's like a whole scene where like Barbara Crampton like gets taken over by like that because like while that machine is off, and once you've experienced right. the other realm, like that's all you crave want. Yeah. So she becomes like a fucking dominatrix. dominatrix. Yeah, because because there's like because the guy who owned the house, Pretorius, was like a sexual deviant, and he what had the a. Hell? Uh, like a a dominatrix room, right. a BDSM yeah. room, BDSM and so Barbara Crampton goes in there, finds BDSM stuff, dresses right. up, and starts BDSMing um, Jeffrey Combs' yeah. character. So who's um, now bald and like yeah, been he attacked. lost all of his he hair. He's got a big dick hair. hanging out of his <laughs> face. So this movie, to to sum up this movie, basically imagine the Reanimator. Mixed with Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So weird. <laughs> and mix them together somehow, and you have a movie. And then stick Ken Foray's <laughs> penis in there. Right, basically. You can't yeah. see his penis. He's wearing like are... white shorts, and everybody yep. gets it's wet. It's a banana hammock, yep. yeah. yeah. Everybody gets wet because there's like water coming from That part was amazing. So some of the surreal stuff that happened. because Oh, that's what some... I was going to say. It's very almost, there were some weird, almost like Nightmare in Elm Street yeah. kind of parts. So like they turn on the resonator, and like so all of a sudden like the house starts to like flood with yeah. water. And like, so well, he's trying to turn off the power to the house yeah, because they can't shut off the machine. Exactly. But that room is flooded. For some reason. For yeah, some reason. And, and there's this surreal. giant like worm creature down yep. there that he has to fight off. And it's so cool. Yeah. Like, it's very weird and surreal. Yeah. But he gets real wet. He gets real wet. And the, you can see basically... <laughs> a lot. I think Everything. a sign of at least a good horror movie or a good fun thrill ride movie right. like this is there were multiple times that while we were watching it, everyone's reaction was just, whoa! whoa. It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was so fun to watch this movie. It was. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those movies that it's better to watch with more people. Definitely. Which is how I feel about most like 80s yeah. and yeah. Can- like campy, schlocky um, horror movies. Yes. Because a lot of those movies, you watch them now and you're like, how did they get away with doing this yeah. type of stuff? Yep. Or this one's not like egregiously bad with like, dated language and you're like whoa you can't say right. that anymore it didn't do things like that right. but it Even was just the like sexuality of it like there's way worse stuff that makes yeah. it into rated r movies it was and arguably PG- pretty tame. and even pg-13 movies the themes and the implications of of it yeah, yeah because of the implication because of the implication, of the implication. Are, are kind of fucked up but it's not like overtly it's not explicit or it's not overtly explicit. Like right. you see some boobs and and you and it's about Only once though once, but you get that sexuality. But it's not like too far that right. way, which and, it could have easily gone in that direction. And when you're seeing the boobs, though, there's a there's a difference between gratuitous yep. nudity yep. that's trying to be sexual yep. and the boobs in here. 
while they were still boobs, they weren't. Um, it was for the plot. It was for the it plot, really and was. it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't exploitative. It right. was yep. like yep. it was a, not a character moment, but it was like you were like you felt bad that the boobs were out, and mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. like compared to something even early two thousands where it's just like there are just tits just for the sake of tits, right? You know, it's like oh hey, we have this actress who in her contract will show her boobs and they're <laughs> super plastic. Let's just it's you like, know welcome exactly. to horror movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's like that stuff is just like that stuff takes me out. This movie, like while we sat there, and we're, oh my god, it was. Never like oh that's gross. It was just like what the fuck. It was like, awesome. It it was it really was fun. Movie. I enjoyed this way more than Chopping, Chopping Mall. Mall. Okay. If that's Chopping fair. Mall that's had fair. more of the, those elements in it, mm-hmm. Chopping Mall had so much potential to be. Well, Chopping Mall is just so much lower budget. I well, think. Guys, it is, but it had so much potential. Let's get excited because there is a third movie. What's the third really? movie? Uh, it was a straight to DVD release, but it was directed by the same guy, okay. starring Jeffrey Combs okay. and Barbara Stuart, Crampton. Stuart Gordon's the director. Sorry. Um, it, it was a, it, it was the third. It, it's a spiritual trilogy. Oh my god! H.P. Lovecraft. Well, that's what we're doing next. Year. I think it came out in like '94. Oh my god! Or early '90s. Okay. Yes, yes, I remember. Um, this I don't now. remember the name of it. I looked it up immediately after we watched From Beyond because I'm like, I need to know if there's more of this. Um. So, That's what we're watching next year. So that, well, right. Yeah, get ready because there is another one. Um, on the same vein, I, I know neither of you have seen this movie. Okay. I watched another Barbara Crampton movie unintentionally the other day. I like how apparently Barbara Crampton has become this like sleeper scream queen that yep. everybody yeah. super respects and loves yep. now, which is great because she's yeah. fantastic. I, I didn't know about Barbara Crampton, Crampton until last year when we watched Reanimator. And now I see her in like so many different horror movies that I've already seen. Before. I was gonna say, which is funny because you've seen a bunch of movies yep. with her in it. Yep. So, um, my friend Justin suggested to me um, a bunch of net horror movies on Netflix, and one of them was called Beyond the Gates. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it came out in I want to say 2016, mm-hmm. and it's very much inspired by 80s horror, awesome. and it's about these two brothers in, in a, a van. van? Um, yep. Uh, that's why I paused. I was waiting. Sorry. Yes. It's about these two brothers us. who are closing down their father's old um, VHS rental store. Oh, my God. And, this is so 80s. And it's about um, they find this um, VHS board game. You remember those games? Yes, where yes. You put um, in the VHS. I think it was called like Nightmare or something like that. Yeah, there's one. You put in a VHS and you have the board and like the the video the tells you, you what uh, talks to you and tells you what to do. And they find it locked in the in his back like office. That's so. Uh, what? A, that's a good idea for and, a movie. And and the g- name of the game is Beyond the Gates. And they start watching it. And Barbara Crampton's the the guide on the video. Awesome. And they start watching it and they're like, what What the fuck? And like, they, they just pack it up. And then, um, one of the guy's wife, wife sees it and she's like, Oh, I've never, I've haven't played one of these in years. Let's play. And they start playing. And it turns out like the board game sucked up the father's soul and they need to save. It's like so, okay, so this is Jumanji three. Yeah. It, well, kind of, but it's Jumanji it's, one in terms of like <laughs> the original. In terms of like, it looks like an '80s horror movie. Oh, it yes. feels like an '80s horror movie, and it's got Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Highly recommend it nice. to anybody that's into that sort of thing. I think both of you would like it. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. It, it does sound awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to put in my two cents on uh, Barbara Crampton. Just Barbara Crampton's mm. awesome. Um, 
Now, <laughs> Tiffany, um, yeah. I yeah. know in your new job that you get to like supervise some some, some clubs, <laughs> and you got to watch a movie. Well, actually, we watched it the night before. Oh, you watched <laughs> yeah, it the night before? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought this was part of the club. Oh, no. okay. No, no, but part of my so we had watched it, watched it, it the night before. But my film club um, students were screening it also, so I watched so. it. I watched literally watched. The movie, and then the next day, while I was waiting for Dwight to before we went to the uh, unobscured podcast thing, I watched like the second half, like the first half of it with yep. a bunch of college kids. Yep. So, um, I know we talked yeah. about it on the podcast mm-hmm. in detail. We did an entire episode yep. that was about Stephen King. Yeah, um, you didn't come with us when we saw it in theaters. No, no I did not. Um, but you finally saw it. She's definitely coming with us to see the second part. Yep, awesome. Yeah. So you finally saw it that came out last year. Um, I was tricked. Directed by Andy Muschietti. Muschietti. So, so we. It was um, a set Sunday night, Can and I, I was looking yeah, for yeah, something yeah. to watch, and yep. so I, I was just flipping through the TV, and I saw it was on, and I was like, oh, "There's nothing else on that we can see," and I just turned it on, and I was like, Tiffany was like looking at her phone or not paying attention, right. so I was like, "All right, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna put this on in the background, and I'm gonna watch it because I, I enjoy this mm-hmm. movie." And <laughs> so it was the sequence where. Right before they go into like the Niebold Street, it was right after they clean up the bathroom. Okay, and so like it's not scary at this point, and it's just yep. the kids talking and and interacting. And Tiffany got sucked in immediately, it. like nice. it, immediately, it just like drawn in, like because they do the rock fight and all this stuff. And it was one of those things where we were watching it, and she goes, "This is actually." This is actually really good. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's well, fantastic. No, my thing was, what is this? Yeah, that's your, like, what are we <laughs> I was watching? Like, is this it? I was like, we're watching it. And she was like, oh, oh, this is this is really good. And then you were like, how how long into this is this? Because it was clear that she was like, I want to watch this. I was like, oh, we're like an hour in. Do you want to restart it? Yep. And she was like, yeah, definitely. I and, asked to restart it. I was like, can we start this over from the beginning? And then I um, I mildly tricked her. Oh yeah, no, no, so, no, no. So you're we, a fucking liar, is what you are. We watched the sequence where they're doing. I told the, Alex this already. Where they're doing yeah. the slideshows, <laughs> yep. and uh, the clown comes out of the out of the slideshow, and um, in the theaters, I remember that being like <laughs> the moment that it was like, whoa, like yep. that was like one of the biggest like shocking moments in the theater. So I was like, oh, don't worry about it. That was the scariest. Thing. Now let me tell my part of this. So yeah, so Dwight goes, "This is the scariest part of the movie. Don't worry, because as, as everybody knows, um, and if you don't, I don't really like horror movies. I'm very specific about the types of horror movies I watch. Uh, the older I get, the less stomach I have for things. I think just you know, having you know the inevitable march towards death. It's like it, you just you're 31. You're no, fine. I know, I know, but it's just like the the more <clears throat> the older you get, the more this stuff is like. Real? Kind of affects you weirdly. Yeah. No, you're right. So Dwight's like, yeah, oh, don't worry. This is the scariest part of the movie. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, I've seen stuff and I know what Pennywise looks like. I'm like, okay, this is cool. All right. Um, you know, and I like Finn Wolfhard. I, if I were a 13-year-old girl, I would be all about that because he's super cute. So we go to, we watch the beginning. That's and weird. Right. No, he's, so, <laughs> he's so cute. He's so cute. Sounds like you're into a 13-year-old. No, I'm not. Go, I want to bang that 13-year-old stop. guy. No, no, I know what just, you mean. We're just teasing so, you. He's so cute and he's super talented. And like as, you know, if I were 13 years old, I would, that would, would have be, a huge crush that would be he, my celebrity yeah. crush. I probably like, would have had a crush on the girl who plays Beverly. For like, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they're so cute. I would have so had a crush cute. on Bill Skarsgård. I would have had a crush <sighs> on him. As Pennywise. Side note, pin, Bill Skarsgård for the Grinch. I'm calling it. I want him to play the Grinch. He would be really It would be amazing. Anyway. 
So we go back to the beginning of the movie and the whole thing with the boat and Georgie and fucking Georgie gets his arm ripped off. And I'm like, Dwight, I thought you said the scariest part of the movie already happened. It is so graphic. It really is. I think that be my context for that because is because you, well, that scene doesn't happen in the book where they yeah. where the, he comes out of the stuff. So yeah. it was shocking to me and I wasn't expecting it. Everything else, I was like, well, George yeah, he's going to get his arm ripped off. They're going to go into the Niebold house and it's going to be really is, fucked is, like, up. I know, but like I've never seen it, but I know that just from existing. It's one of those things like, you know, you, I is a part of our culture. I remember as a kid accidentally scrolling, you know, flipping channels and like you see the clown in the sewer and like that's because the movie was on TV. Tim Curry. Yeah. But I'm like, I just watched a kid get his fucking arm bitten off and like dragging, like his bleeding in the street in the rain. And it's a beautiful shot. It's gorgeous. And it's yeah, this scary. Movie, they shot the hell out of this movie. Don't worry, that's good. the scariest part of the movie. Oh, I know, and I said that like four other times. I'm I like, that's the scariest, scariest part, of the, part of the movie. I think the scariest part of the movie is when they're in Nebel Street and they open up the door and Betty Rips comes there, just ripped in half. Yep, uh, that I think is honestly. There's the a lot of, of really, really, but that. So you want me to talk about my experience because I haven't talked yeah. about it. Yeah. So for me, I am. A sucker for anything that's coming of agey, mm. kid actory stuff. Not kid actory stuff, but things that are about youth and, and nostalgia and things. And this movie fucking sucked me in with those goddamn kid actors who were so good. They're so good. They were so good. Every one of these kids is going to be a, a it, star it in was some capacity. Just, They're fantastic. It was like you have... It almost just felt like a, a Stand By Me or like The Goonies. I'm sorry. I know you hate The Goonies, but it felt like one of those movies with just horror in it like yep. it was just about the kids and about their friendship and about yeah. them coming together yep. and i love all those things in movies and then you take that horror element and you take this creature and and it just adds another level to it and it was just it just sucked me in and yep. i loved it well that loved is really it. that is really what made this movie so good for me because it captured that element of the yep. book yes. because yep. the book is 100% just mm-hmm. a coming of age story and mm-hmm. about these kids like coming together and becoming friends yep. also masked masked mm-hmm. in a horror story mm-hmm. and that's what I love so much about the book and yep. then when I saw the movie yep. I'm like holy shit it captured like, it, it they captured it perfectly so good. um yeah, that's the, this movie's about like you take just a good group of well-defined characters yep. who you re- genuinely you like, like seeing interacting with each mm-hmm. other. Right. You like seeing them overcoming odds and obstacles, and then they just happen to be in the scariest situation possible. Right, yeah. like exactly, it, yeah. and it's it just happens to be a horror movie about fascinating and interesting people, which is what makes it for it a good so movie. It was so great, and I just love like I love Nightmare on Elm Street, so it had a lot of those elements of being super surreal mm-hmm. um and like you know is it what's fantasy reality? what's right. what's really happening what's not happening like you know he's coming out of the projector like is that really happening yeah. is mm-hmm. that all of that the 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 when the you know the stuff the blood pours out of the the bathroom sink oh, and it's so all over it's like that is you know is so that much real? blood comes out <laughs> And very Nightmare on Elm Street, but, like, the adults yep. can't see it and, like, that whole thing. Like, did this really happen? Are they imagining it? Like, it just, all of it just captured my fucking imagination. Yep. Sorry I'm swearing a lot in this episode. Okay. I'm very so passionate. Movie. Very passionate. It was just, I would watch it again. So then, so we watched it, and then the next day, my, um, the film club um, were, screen- they were supposed to screen it the week before, and they had technical difficulties. So they're like, oh, we didn't get to watch it. So I literally sat and watched the first half of it again, and I'm like, that's huge for me to be able to sit and watch a movie 
or want to watch a movie like again the next day. Yeah, yeah, I was. I just really, 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 really loved it. Yeah, it is great a great movie. movie. Yeah, um, so I'm all in. Yeah, we we don't need to. to no, we don't need to dwell on it. We've talked you, about it. You and I don't yeah. need to. If you want to listen to Dwight and I talk about <laughs> how good it yeah. is. Uh, we yeah. did an episode last year. It, it's one, I haven't watched it since since we were in theaters with it, yep. and the movie only got better for me. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it was much better. I, on the, not that I, it was bad on the it first. It was beautifully feeling, shot too. There was some. I um I can't think of the kids in the the chubby car. Se- oh, the chubbier um, kid. Um, when he's running away from the bullies, and it's that like overhead like drone type shot, yep. and again, uh, you know, with the the I think they're in the quarry or something. But he's running the in barons. the wa- the, the barrens. He's running in the water, and it's. And you know, it's just it's. Yeah. There's so many shots like that that were so beautiful. Um, no yeah. dams, zero out of ten. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I mediumly rewatched it mm-hmm. like a couple months ago. I was doing a puzzle with, with my friends down in Jersey. Uh, I was doing a puzzle, and Kyle was sitting on the couch, and he put on it mostly because he knew his fiance was scared of it, <laughs> so he just put it on while she was out of the room. And then when she came back, she she was on her phone and she was like, are we watching it? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, just on her phone. And like, I was mediumly watching it while I had the, mm-hmm. the while I was doing a puzzle. But like, it's, a, it, that was the second time I'd rewatched this since um, we saw it in theaters. And it, it's just so, so good. good. It, it, is. It, it is so good. I'm so excited for the next one. And Me Bill Sarsgaard is amazing. Well, speaking of Bill Sarsgaard oh. and <laughs> Stephen King. No, I know. I'm, ta- I'm using this as a segue. This is my segue. Bill oh, Sarsgaard okay. is amazing. This was, this was our intended segue, and really. And speaking of Bill Sarsgaard, we all watched Castle Rock. Dwight, do you want to tell us what Castle Rock I is about? I would love to tell you what Castle Rock is about. So Castle Rock is a show based on the titular town. A Hulu show. Uh, it's a Hulu show um, based on the titular town of Castle Rock. It is uh, So Stephen King has... He's basically built this mythology mm-hmm. in Maine uh, mm-hmm. of all made-up places. Like Derry is a made-up place. Yeah. Castle Rock is um, for a long time in the '80s. It was a recurring setting for mm-hmm. a lot of his stories. Cujo's set in there. Um, what else? Uh, not Salem's Lot. Uh, what else is set in Castle Rock? Needful Things is set in Castle mm-hmm. Rock. Um, uh, the Dark Half is set in Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places. Or this this one town is like kind of a nexus for a lot of his stories right and so now we're getting a modern um it's more or less a sequel to all these old stephen king books because you've got some recurring characters of alan Mm -hmm. pangborn and and um they talk about the history of things that have happened in this town jackie torrance so yeah exactly it's It's, uh so basically this is um a show that is uh bringing to life uh, a lot of the Stephen King mythology while telling a new story Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time and he was an executive producer or was he just a uh I don't know how much he had to do with it. I, I, I think, think it was, was just like, like a. a um, uh, I think he's just collecting checks from it, to be honest. I thought he was like an advisor or something. Uh, Possible. Briefly, like at the beginning. I, I I'm sure that the, the like two the creators. The two sh- yeah. I'm sure the two showrunners bounced ideas off of him I or, or asked did. for permission. Because, like, I don't think you would use a character like Alan mm-hmm. Pangborn without getting permission, permission. from King yeah, because. Him. The things that happen to Pangborn and what he's doing, Alan Pangborn is this like seminal character that mm-hmm. is like he's a very heroic figure in the Castle Rock and Stephen King mythology. And to have him in here, there was a point where yeah. Um, yeah. we were watching it, and I and I turned to you and I was like, "If Alan Pangborn dies in this, I'm going to be super pissed off right. because it's just like you have these mm-hmm. connections to these characters, and it's almost like 
somebody else is playing with your toy box now. Yeah. Um, it's very yeah. similar to remember when we talked about uh, Cursed Child, um, the yeah. new Harry Potter thing, which is a, a Harry Potter play not written by J.K. Rowling, right. and it just feels like and somebody is. Yeah. It feels like a piece of shit. It feels like a piece of shit, <laughs> and somebody's playing with your toys incorrectly. But this, yeah. the people who yeah. made this show clearly have a reverence for mm-hmm. King's work, and they made an awesome show. Maybe not the ending for you two, yep, but yep. it was a it was a it was a really well done mystery with some amazing performances. Sissy Spacek was yep. phenomenal. Yes. Holy shit! Um, the guy who played Alan Pangborn was was very good. Yep. Uh, the main character of Henry Deaver uh, yep. was fantastic. Tiffany. Oh, sorry. I just want to say that coming into both Castle Rock and it, I had no anything knowledge of the Stephen King universe, and mm. now I have an understanding of why people enjoy his stories right so much i understand it and it's so weird for me coming from that you know as an adult experiencing this for the first time i just wanted to throw that in there like i'm bringing a different perspective both with it and with castle rock and just i don't know i i get the very broad stroke references like when they talk about you know you know what the shining the shining yeah yeah yeah. i I get that stuff and I'm sure you know what, like, oh, they're in Salem's Lot. Like, yep. that's the name yep. of one of yep. these. Yeah, when they're talking things. about the big dog. Like, yep. I Jerusalem's get, um, when they're talking about Shawshank, mm-hmm. um, I get that stuff. But yep. to to dive into, like, the the way Stephen King tells a story or or somebody <laughs> interpreting the way he tells a story, it's very Stephen cool. King. And I get it. I Stephen, follow him on Facebook. He's and a great he's dude. hilarious. And with Molly, the thing of evil, his dog. Mm-hmm. So, like, I... I Enjoy him like as a public figure, but I've mm-hmm. never experienced his stuff. Stephen King's writing style—you um, either love it mm-hmm. or you hate it, Alex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing that he is really good at, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is he can create these amazingly fleshed-out worlds mm-hmm. with characters that you like 100 yeah. percent believe are real people. Yep. Mm-hmm. He just gets bogged down in the little minutia yeah. of like yeah. backstory and stuff like that, 100%. which some people don't like. I personally do enjoy it to like to an extent. Yep. Um but like that's what the s- biggest strength of King is is mm-hmm. he can create just these fully realized places and the show really yes. nailed that for Castle Rock. Like I you agree. believe yeah. that this is a, a thing. Yeah. The only place that he so he has like two big faults, like I said. One is the minutia and the mm-hmm. details, and his endings tend to fall flat. Yes, that's just a mm-hmm. generic criticism of him because right. the way he writes his stories mm-hmm. inside baseball, he doesn't plan. He just writes. Right, yeah. so that's interesting. Uh, and he lets them grow organically. That's and so, crazy. if you don't have an endpoint in mind, which he never does, right. yeah. sometimes it falls flat. Yeah. Well, like, um, okay. okay. Like you know, you have your characters trapped in like an underground sewer system how are you going to get them out <laughs> you should have them oh and th- they're all teenagers how should you have them get out oh they all bang each other yeah uh, they're not teenagers actually <laughs> oh they're, they're like 11 years old they're like, yeah. I think they're like 12 12 right yeah, it's fucked up they should all bang each other right yeah, but in the future it's different and it's they're going to do the ritual of chud in the new yeah, movie d- it's going to be weird don't and, worry and about it awesome yeah, Stephen yeah. King is notoriously <laughs> known for for having weak endings. Yes. Um, so what did what did you okay. guys think of Castle Rock? Okay. So here's my not so hot take because it's been a while, because yeah. it's been a while. I absolutely was enthralled with the first half of this season. I was like, just yep. half. Well, we'll get there. Let him get I there. was like totally on board every week. I mm-hmm. like Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I need to watch uh, mm-hmm. the new episode of Castle Rock. Um, then 
it slowed down for me. I was like, yeah, I, I have an episode of Castle Rock to watch, but like I have other things that I could watch too because the story started to just like fester a little for me. Yep. It wasn't until the dementia episode oh, that I was like, oh, God. man, I'm totally back in. I think that's the best episode yeah, of the season. Easily the best yep. episode of the season. Yep. Yep. And I was totally back in. I was like, oh, this was awesome. And then the next episode after that, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then the last episode, mm-hmm. I was like, this is crap. Yep. I I yep. did not like the last episode. I, originally, as I was watching it, I'm like, okay, I need to sit on this for a little while and, and see how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I felt very lukewarm on the last episode. Thinking back on it, I don't, I do not like how it ended. The ending was super unsatisfying mm-hmm. for me. There were a lot of threads that were set up that just... Oh went nowhere like i have no idea what the point of jackie torrance was other than i think she's gonna be in the next season okay if she's going to be that's fine but like i i was under the impression that this was an anthology series and that Mm -hmm. it it wasn't gonna be same but the way they ended this like they they had a stinger of her reading about the overlook right because so yeah yeah, yeah. spoilers for the show this is mild spoilers you find out that her name is jackie torrance because her uncle, uncle yep. went crazy in the overlook. You find so, that out the first time she's introduced. Exactly. Like episode two. But, like, episode one. but that's still yeah. a mild spoiler. So And so she has taken the name Jackie yeah. and to honor him and, and to piss and off to her piss family. Off her parents, yeah. yeah. So, like, I... They, they're saying it's going to be an anthology series. So I assume that this is supposed to... This season's supposed to live on its own. So that's a, a lot of my issues with mm-hmm. the show are there was so much that was in the, the this season that was unresolved or had nothing to do with the overarching story. Yep. So like the weird murder um, bed and breakfast yeah. people, I was like, okay, I thought it was a cool idea and I liked like having uh, Jackie like figure out what they were doing yeah, and, and then have to get slowly saved, go insane. saved by Harry Henry. No, she sorry. saved Henry. She saved Henry. Henry. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, like I liked that, but like, what did that? How did that service the the dark man or whatever his name was? The boy, um, the, the pale man, the tall man, pa- tall man, tall man. The kid, the kid, the kid. Yeah, the kid. It was like, um, who are you talking about? Oh, Bill Sarsgaard. The, the kid. kid. How did that service the kid story and? I understand if it's supposed to be talking about how the town is evil and how the town corrupts and how the devil getting out corrupted the town, uh, but it didn't work for me. Um, The only thing I didn't really like about it was it seemed like it wanted to explain where the town's evil was coming from, mm -hmm. and it was trying to explain it through the character of the kid, but it didn't... Like At the end, I'm still questioning whether or not the kid is the source of the evil or if the the town, town. itself yeah. is still like a weird nexus for it. I hope that's explained well, in later ones, yeah. but it seems like we're going to be leaving Castle Rock in the next right. one if we are going to I, uh, yeah. the Overlook. I also had a huge issue. It, it felt to me, and I still haven't really pieced this out in my mind, mm-hmm. it felt to me like the, the way the story was told that they wanted you to believe that the kid's story that you see in the second to last episode isn't true i disagree i think that's real and i think it's real i think it's, I think real, it's real also but yeah. i got the feeling that we were supposed to or at least from, i think it was supposed to be questionable from the way that the ending was i got the feeling that we were supposed to believe 
that it wasn't real. And I was like, no, that was totally real. I can't see them spending a whole episode exactly. on something to throw it away. And I, I and yeah. I felt like that would have been a waste of an episode. So, like, I'm still having trouble. Also a good episode. I loved that episode. Yep. But then I hated that episode because I felt like it was a waste with how it ended. Without, so, yeah. it was a good show. It, it was a very promising show. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to season two, but not as much as I was looking forward to season one. Um... I feel like if they can tell a more cohesive and tied together story, mm-hmm. I will enjoy season two more. Yep. Um, if they can utilize their characters a little better, I will definitely enjoy season two more. I, I felt like the character of Molly was oh, a little was, underused. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I really liked her. Mm-hmm. I liked that she had like a shining ability almost. Mm-hmm. And, it was definitely The Shining. And I liked that about her. I liked how creepy she was, mm-hmm. but also how mm-hmm. like human she was. Like I liked her character. She was a really she, good king she character. She was really underused for me. Um, yeah. Jackie Torrance was just there for... I thought she was cute. I, I liked her. I liked her. Yeah, I wanted seen... more of her. Mm-hmm. I liked like, her when she was in Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean Don't Breathe? That's the word. <laughs> um... Yeah. So yeah, Tiffany, you were what, talk what do you Jackie? have to say? Yeah, well, I I actually wanted to start with Molly because that was my um, like I feel the same way about the ending as well. Like there was, I came into the show. I think Dwight, you wanted to watch it, and we watched the first episode, and I was like, I'm in, I'm all in. This is great, and I had a very similar similar experience where similar ish. Like I was on board for all of it until the last episode, where I was just like. This is it? Like, okay. No, this is Castle Rock. Like we that. just talked about it. <laughs> but but I, I, I had that very, very same unsatisfied thing. And then Dwight was like, well, that's how, you know, Stephen King stories are known. For. So that was kind of my first experience with that. But my, one of my immediate thoughts was, what was the point of a character like Molly, who I loved for this entire thing? She was weird and quirky and, and they never really fully explained some of her things like you know she's taking like the the drugs and and just her psychosis and things like you know is, is what she is what you know because they're talking about her you know she's 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 popping pills and all that so it's like is what she's experienced well, that was to dull her but her but psychic abilities her shinning true but but for someone like me i'm like is is that now showing that maybe she's an unreliable person is she crazy is mm-hmm. she because they never really say hey she's got you know, she's got psychic abilities, but they never really go into... They do a little she's bit. She's got the yeah. shit in. she got the shit But see, I, like, I don't know anything about Stephen King well, stuff. So, like, so in my mind, I'm just like, in, is she... In Stephen King's universes, mm-hmm. people just have these things. Like in The okay. Shining, which yeah. clearly is a, is a part yeah. of this. There are some people who just have psychic abilities. Okay, yeah. okay. See, I don't, a, I don't it, know that. It's so not I'm like just explained like, or it's just the people have them. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because like that's something that I'm like, you know, where does this come from? Like how... He, he, they, he, she's just there and, you, and it's here's cool. Here's a scene for you. What about, the, what, what about the sequence where she goes to buy drugs and it's like a, a weird, weird kangaroo court yeah. with those little kids? Like what it, does that add to the plot? Nothing. Yeah. It's just a creepy scene for a creepy scene. Set. Right. Yep, the, yep. And I'm not saying... That that stuff wasn't well executed or like yeah, wasn't, it wasn't good well shot well acted. It just when you're when you're trying to set up mm-hmm. a especially knowing because at the end of the first season I was like oh man 
I'm really excited to see how they flesh out things at, in season two. And then you were like, oh, it's, it's, an, an, it's an anthology. Like, this is on uh, its own. I, okay, so speaking to the anthology <laughs> nature of it, I think and hope it's an anthology in the terms that Fargo is an anthology, um, which I, I is probably okay. a much better show than this. I've only seen the first season of Fargo, which, is, which is amazing. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But so the first season of Fargo is a self-contained story, which right. this arguably kind of yep. is, yep. that they talk about other sort of plot threads, yep. and then in which don't get resolved or addressed yep. and then in later seasons they go and you see those plot threads happen right uh, so i would yeah. be fine with this like so we have this one story that takes place in the present very mm-hmm. similar to Sar- fargo season one mm-hmm. and then maybe we're gonna flash mm-hmm. back to, to, to another to a, pa- a past story in castle rock maybe get further explanation get explained, and, yeah. and if it's an anthology show set in castle rock there's opportunities for mm-hmm. Henry Deaver right. to show up again yep, or yep, the kid yep, to show up yep. again or even if we go into the past maybe yep. more stories with Molly or because um, this one takes place in two time periods yes. there's there's the well, 80s stuff or the early 90s stuff too. and the yeah. the present day stuff um, but if this next one so I'm a little apprehensive if the next one mm-hmm. is a shining story where yes. they go to the overlook because that to me why call your thing Castle, Castle, Castle Rock? Rock I don't think they're going to. I think it was just that was just a no. The the overlook's just uh, up the hill. In, they moved in Castle Rock. They moved Shawshank to Castle yep. Rock, which it's not in Castle oh, Rock yeah. in in the book. Well, that was the but. other thing I was going to say too. Like throughout watching the show, um, I usually Dwight's this person, but I got there were times where I would be picking things out and I'd be like, wait a minute, that's. And I can't think of them. The only example. It was, it was the, the, um, oh, the team so, that's closer so, to TV so stuff. The, one of the first episodes you see when, when um, I can't think of his name, the, the young prison guard there. Yeah, the prison guard um, kind of goes the guy nuts. that goes crazy and kills but, people. Well, so, so in one of the first episodes, the kid, you know, he sees the kid get out, quote unquote, and you see all the bodies and stuff on the floor. And then later, spoilers, sorry, when he goes crazy, yep. it's that same Yeah, he path. kills everyone in the yep. same path. And like I was like, Dwight. the future. I was yep. like, Dwight, that is the same. Yeah. As it was happening, Tiffany was like, he's he's doing it like he saw previously. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you're right. So there were certain things like that that this show was really, really good. And I don't know if, if some of those were just intentional or if I was just being really astute because I was into it. But there were certain things where I was like, wait a minute, that was something that happened like three episodes before ago. and now it's coming back. And, and, and yep. so then I started to and, and you, now you're talking about like you were talking about Fargo and stuff. But now, w- like when I'm watching it, everything, I was like every word of dialogue. I'm like, is this going to come back? Is yeah. this going to happen? So I was like, and that's kind of like a show. It was yeah. fun. It was fun to get into it and be like, is this going to come back? So then when things didn't come back or didn't get fully fleshed out, like the thing in the woods with the sound chamber and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that they just died. Things like that. And I was like, okay, yeah. what was the point of that? Because now I'm invested in every little yeah. tiny minutia of this show. The the hearing God thing, I understand yeah. that it was supposed to be like the multidimensional. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I would have liked it to be a little more concise and a yes. little more direct with that message because that seemed like a really important sticking point i agree especially for how it ended yep and the weird um mute guy 
and who was great? Who I was actually his name. it was something crazy. I don't remember. Really, it wasn't Lazarus, but it was but, something like and that. And he's also deaf in Odin? real. He's also deaf in real life, yes. which deaf is really real really cool. And then Kieran Culkin, who is in it for like uh, two, two episodes, two scenes. Yeah, not even two episodes. Two scenes. He's in it for three scenes. You okay. see him once on the street. You yep. see him once by the trailer, Sorry. and then you see him in the so uh, things, police officer. And so maybe something like that will come back in another thing. But mm-hmm. I'm like, there were things like that that they set up and they spent yep. a lot of time on, and then just never. Right. I went anyway. I would like to say I liked the show. I I I I, I Same, we're, I loved we're, it. we're being very it. nitpicky about it. But I think that's a sign of a really good piece of media where we're like we like it and then the things that we're nitpicking on are so right. they're I mean they're we're diving down a couple yeah. levels yeah. of yeah. things. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. so like It's a very well-made show. Exactly. It's I, really I will definitely good. watch it again. Yeah. Um because I feel like it this w- is something that would benefit on a rewatch oh, like you said absolutely. like there are things that are callbacks. Um yep. I don't want to I don't want it to sound like I I hated it no. because I'm being very well, negative. Even, I was thinking of things even like throughout the show with um Alan Pangborn and um what is Sissy Spacek's character's name? I can't think of her um, name right now. Mrs. Deaver. Yeah, Mrs. Deaver. <sighs> Mrs. Uh, Henry Deaver's mom. I can't think. Of, I it's can't. not Molly. Mrs. No. Mrs. Anyway, so Sissy Spacek's character, like with the whole, with all the chess pieces and the things, like that was amazing. Like the, the that, setting well, that, that up. Yeah. So, so now I want to go back and watch and see and where watch, there see are where chess are pieces and in like the. That. Yep. And even things like um, Alan Payneborn, like talking about like the the magic and, yep. and doing all the things, and that was such a really cool. That set up from the books. He he was a in a the books. He was a, like a, a close up magician. But oh, that's cool. that was something that. I think that was my favorite part of this entire show was just Sissy Spacek's character. And just for me, it was like you have the supernatural stuff with the town, but also just watching her. Ruth. 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 That's right. But just watching her and her dementia, I thought Mm -hmm. it was such a just a really you don't see that stuff portrayed right. in media and and that is such a it real was a beautiful portrayal of but, yes. but just for the whole season but that's a real thing that people deal with that that is a terrible awful awful disease and to see that portrayed for an entire season and not just like oh she has alzheimer's but it just to see it handled with such love and care and in this universe where you don't know what's real and what's fake it was such a good her character was just amazing, and her performance was amazing. And that yep. one episode, like I was like in yep. tears. It was just yeah. so beautiful. I I beautiful. really liked the way that they handled it by mm-hmm. not being explicit yes. about if it yep. if she has supernatural powers yes. and she's some sort of time travel, <laughs> yep. or, and she just yep. experiences time yep. out of yep. um, <laughs> non continuous, non linear, non linear, or she just has dementia, dementia. and yep. she's just doesn't know what's going it was on beautiful and like, like the stuff when like the kid comes in but it's henry but right. she's seeing the kid yep. and it's so good it yes. just was such a an no, amazing um, her old husband that's what it was yeah um, but it just misses old husband yes it just was Mister. so it, it just was so poignant and just so beautiful and and handled with such love and care yep. and you know, it, it really was it was treated with respect and I really loved that. And I agree. it just was really, really great. I have one other thing I wanted to talk about for this. Mm-hmm. So this is um also a sneak preview for our next top five list. Spoiler alert for my so <laughs> there's one scene in I think it's like the third episode mm-hmm. where um, Henry comes in or comes back to the house and Ruth, I believe it is, it, or it's just in the background, someone's watching an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh and yeah, we saw it, yeah. and I what? 
right and i immediately go so i saw the i saw the just the frame with the toilet mm-hmm. zone and i was like oh that's the theme for this entire um show this entire show because yeah. i saw that and it's an episode of the twilight zone where a guy is uh lost on a back roads in like some crazy uh european country yep he goes into this like monastery place with all these monks and he ends up finding out that the monks have captured the devil and the devil oh. is being held in a cage and the guy like the devil tricks the guy into letting him out nice. and so then the guy then dedicates his entire life to recapturing the devil. Awesome. He lets the devil out I think in like 1938. Yep. And um he captures him I think in like 1944, 1945. Yeah, nice. So it's like they're implying that yeah. the devil went out and caused World War II, yeah. which is a very Hitler. twilight zony thing. Yep. Um yep. And so at the end of that episode is the guy has recaptured the devil yep. and he has has him locked up and, and no one should let him out again. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know exactly how this season's going to yep. end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. But it, it's little things like that. So that's I think that's part of the reason. Maybe that's part of the reason why I was like not shocked by what by happened because I was like they they, yeah. they foreshadowed this yeah. through they a super it. obscure, not obscure, but a, that's a pretty obscure a very thing. specific. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd have to. You would have to be able. I'm pushing yeah. my glasses. No, I You'd know, have to but be able do to your Dwight it. voice. <laughs> I don't want to do it because I actually agree with you on this one. <laughs> oh, okay. You'd have you. to. It, it's well. Uh, I noticed in well, the thirty third second of the <laughs> the fifteenth minute oh, of episode God. four, season four, episode twenty two of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh is, my God, that is, sounds like my voice. When it, but, but <laughs> so, but but that's a reference that if you get it, it adds to it. But if you don't get it. It doesn't not, detract. It doesn't detract from it. You're okay. not missing out. No, on sure, anything. it detracted from me because <laughs> it made me enjoy the ending less. There. Dwight also explained the reference to me, and I also hated the ending. So I mean, yeah. it, it, it's still even knowing it didn't, you know, yeah. it didn't change Dwight's anything. The worst. But it's a very cool thing. So like again, I like Alex. I would love to go back and watch this again and see all those things that maybe were there, those clues. And and go back and revisit it and see if I can even pick more stuff out of it because yeah. it's yeah. really fun. To Overall, the show it. is a big recommendation yeah. for okay. me. Really good. I really yep. liked it. Yep, I'd give it a good a good recommendation. Yeah. There's, it's not, it's there's scary things that happen. It's not overly violent. There's right. a no. little bit of violence. There's not that bit. much blood. Um, the it's just creepy. The most like. For me, the the worst sequence was when the kid goes into someone's random house. Like mm-hmm. episode one. Yeah, it was like episode, episode like three or something. It was yeah. two. And maybe it was two. But when he goes into the house and like causes the family to murder each other, yep. that was the most like fucked up part of the show for yep. me. And I was like, holy shit. But it, the rest of the show isn't like it. It's very character driven, yep. very creepy, eerie, suspenseful. It's a good mystery, what's going on, what's real, good. what's not. And, and the characters, mm-hmm. specifically Ruth, are phenomenal. Yep. 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 Agreed. Um, Bill Sarsgaard for the Grinch. I want him to play the Grinch so bad. He's just <laughs> so good. His physicality. He's, that's is. what it is. It's just like seeing him be as Pennywise, I'm like, I want him to be the Grinch. I want that to I happen. I can see that. Nice. I would love it. So, cool. Cast Rock, awesome. So, yeah. All right. Um, so, let's move into our other movies. Well, well I would else? like to talk about one thing. That okay. neither of you have seen. Okay. But talking about Castle Rock has made me want to talk about it. Um, so I watched a TV show recently. Called Haunting of Hill House. Called Haunting oh, of Hill I've House. Oh, i heard it's no. so good. And it is absolutely phenomenal. Maybe that's what like, we got to watch tonight. Dwight. Everything okay. we just talked about for Castle Rock mm-hmm. also applies to the Haunting of Hill House to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Like... Um, I know it was when we were talking about it. There were a yeah, few yeah, things yeah. that you that people mentioned recently yeah. that I was like, oh, that reminds me of Haunting. Yep. 
first it was a, a coming of age yes. story yep. that was shrouded in a horror story. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what The Haunting of Hill House is. Haunting of Hill House is a family drama that is shrouded in a haunting story. Yep. Well, like a, cool. like Isn't that what the best horror movies have become yes. at this point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like the horror is like almost a secondary right. element to it. So, like Babadook is the one that jumps yeah. out at yep. me yeah. where it's about mental illness and right. not about... Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, Stuff like that is um, really great. Haunting of Hill House, I can't recommend it enough. I don't even really want to talk about no. any, anything about about it don't because um, i want to watch it i think anybody that likes horror or just likes really well-told stories i in needs to watch it it is like i would uh i would go ahead and say bold, this is my bold statement of the ooh, day ooh. i'm gonna go ahead and say it's the greatest season of television i've seen in the last five years really five years okay because like Dexter season one's amazing, Broadchurch season one, Broadchurch season right. one's amazing. I'm trying I'm, to think of like I'm other. Say, I'm gonna say last, last five years that, that's because, because I can't think of any anything that really stands out. This is the first thing I've seen in the last five years that I'm like I need to watch this again wow. immediately. Wow. Um, How does it compare to the 1950s version? So I saw um, the the haunting. That's the 2000 version, like 1998. Or there's a 1953, the the haunting. Yeah, and there's a 1999 one called the haunting. They're both called the haunting. No, the second one's called something else. They're both called the haunting. Okay, Um, and they're both based on they're both based on uh, the book called the haunting of Hill House. And um, oh, the, okay. From what I understand, so this is a bullshit remake. Well, what, I wasn't sure if it was or not. I didn't know. From what I understand, the original movie from 1953, 63, it's sometime back there. 53 is black and is, white. Um, is it's the, definitely black and white. Is that what they based the Haunted Mansion on in Disney? No. 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 Haunted Mansion is, uh, I've actually been, it's <laughs> to October. It's, I've been dealing a lot with the Haunted Mansion. Um, It's, a Haunted Mansion was a wholly original idea that they had. Okay. Um, Walt what Disney was... wanted a, a walk-through um, attraction, yeah. so they, they designed it around the plantations and, and like but uh, what southern. What was the haunting? The what was there was something else that was inspired by the 1950s movie. Um, it's and maybe I'm just thinking that that you're of the thinking remakes. Of, of, um, I'm probably just thinking. There's there's another there's the Haunting of Hill House. Or there's Haunting, and then there's the other William Castle one. Which I think is House on Haunted Hill. House, that's what House I'm thinking. That, of. That's the other one. But that, that was a is, re. We watched a, that one. It's, the it's original Vincent one Price. With Vincent Price. And, yeah. And, uh, I, I I watched did it. We watch I, it? I, don't I don't think I watched it. They did a remake in the '90s. Yes, that maybe, one they also maybe terrible. That's, maybe with Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs, I think. Is that's what it. I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was. Those all... two are very similar in, in name, so it's easy to. So they're not the. That's not what I'm thinking. House on Haunted Hill has nothing to do with Haunting of Hill. Okay, just yeah. Just making sure we get my stuff straight. So. The from what I understand, the original um, movie version, nineteen fifty three, is very faithful to the book. Okay, um, I didn't. Know I it was a book. I actually saw that uh, that movie last Halloween mm-hmm. because my friends and I were watching Halloween movies, and that's like a one of like the classics mm-hmm. from back then, yep. and one of the ones that uh, like every list I saw was like you need to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So we watched it, and it's really good. And while I was watching the show, I was like, I saw how they implemented the elements of the original into Ooh. this, but they made their 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 own wholly original story to a certain degree. Um, like most of the mm-hmm. family element of it was new and fresh. It sixty three was the other one. Sixty three. Oh, okay. uh, I, I was ha- right. The haunting on Hill House is uh, from fifty nine. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. The book. Of. 
the book, book is or? from the 50s. Okay. okay. The book so, was from like 51. Right. So the, the, the movie I'm thinking of is The Haunting, which is the one that most people regard 1963. as like 1963. 1963. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. I highly suggest it if, if you're into that. But really, the novel is for 59. What I'm here to talk about is the is, show. Is the show. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. It's directed and show run by Mike Flanagan, who directed Oculus and Ouija Origin oh, of Evil cool. yep, yep. and um, Hush and mm-hmm. Gerald's Game and um, one more, Before I Wake. So mm-hmm. he's done, I think those are all five of his I've movies. I've heard Gerald's Game's amazing. I haven't watched Gerald's Game yet or before. Uh, no, I watched Before I Wake. I haven't watched Gerald's Game. That's mm-hmm. the only one I haven't seen. I like all of his other movies. Hush didn't quite do it for me, but we can talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, when I, I'm didn't, excused. It didn't quite do it for me because yeah. of another movie that we, we ah, watched. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, does this one have... So in the 1963 uh, version, there's a scene where the main girl uh, walks into a room and she's very, very scared because it's spooky. Yeah. And there's these <laughs> statues that are all around her. Yep. And like she's looking around, and then she looks back at one of the statues, and it looks like it's moved. That's yep. Doctor Who. And then she looks at another one. Yeah, yeah it's very <laughs> Weeping Angels. Yeah. She, looks at it, she looks over, and that other statue's moved back into a different position. Right. Okay, in the, in the Haunting 1999 version of The Haunting, uh, the main girl walks into a, uh, to a room with... Uh, at the end of that other one, she just kind of she gets freaked out and just kind of walks out. Um, in the nineteen nine version, she walks into a room with all these statues, and she kind of looks over at one. It kind she doesn't know if it's moved or not, and then the statue comes to life and goes, and then very she gets scared, and then she just kind of turns around and walks out of the room. Like it's the exact same ending. Like they adapted it. Does that scene happen in this new movie? No. One of the things that people people have really liked about it is. There are, so not just, uh, it's not a spoiler to tell you this. Um, there are hidden ghosts and hidden I've spooky things. I've seen articles about that. In literally yeah, every I episode. Saw yeah. Um, so look in the there are statues that move in the background cool. of a lot of sequences. You got to pay attention to that. Um, so th- so those in. are things that, that's one of the reasons I want to watch it because yeah. I, I missed a lot of, like, there were a couple of ghosts that you'd see. And, it oh. kind of reminded. It always reminds me now of like um, when Judd talked about Pumpkinhead, where you yep. see Pumpkinhead walk through that window, and there's no stinger to tell you to look at the window. There's it's nothing. There. There's nothing going. Look at it. It's just framed in a way that you're like, oh my god! If you're paying attention, you see it. It's like hereditary, right? Yep. Yeah. So like that happens in literally like every episode oh, cool. multiple times That's awesome. where if you're paying attention you'll notice we're watching this tonight. like something <laughs> okay. something totally. moving yeah. behind you or or moving behind like this really charged um like dramatic scene where two people are screaming at each other and there's just this weird shadow behind them oh, and if you're God. looking you'll see it if you're not it doesn't detract from what's happening but um, that makes it like an actual haunted house yes. where like yeah. things just happen that's, that's and it's, really cool that's um I, I one of the reasons I want to rewatch it because I felt like like so I know we've talked about it multiple times Dwight and I mm-hmm. there's a difference between a jump scare and a cheap jump scare absolutely and the, and the difference yep. is if they add an audio sting to mm-hmm. it because if something just catches you off guard and just happens and you're like whoa what the or, fuck or, if, it, if it startles you right. that's not a scare right. or in filmmaking when the shot is framed you're like he's gonna jump up in the background right. whether right. there's a stinger or not you're like uh, you're expecting it because you're I'm, looking I'm, for that I'm, visual cue. i'm less upset about things like that the more i think about th- this i'm upset 
jump scares are fine, in yep. my opinion, as long as what is jumping out and scaring you is a legitimate threat to the right. character. Yep. So that so it's an earned scare yep. as opposed to a cat jumps on somebody yep. and like uh, so all that tension is yep. built up, built yep. up, built yep. up. Yep. And what happens is inconsequential right. and not actually and scary. Then something else immediately that's, happens after that's, that's cheap. Yep. Yep. But yep. if like yep. so if the tension builds up, builds up, builds up, and then Michael Myers appears, right. yep. and you're like, oh shit, now I need to run for yep. my life. Yep. That's an earned jump scare. So, mm-hmm. so I don't feel, I don't remember there being a lot of jump scares in the, in this show. It's mostly just an eerie and really creepy ambiance to the entire thing. Um, the sixth episode specifically, I think it was the sixth one, is the one I want to call out because it is phenomenal it it is it's shot very similar to like a Birdman or charlie work oh that's awesome um are these hour long or half hour episodes hours hour long that's part of the reason why i didn't want to watch it because i was like this is a big commitment for me to make by myself we're doing it we're doing doing it it's nine hours total because the first no the first and the last episode are an hour long and the rest of them are 50 minutes okay Okay. so it comes out it's a 10 out 10 episodes but it comes about out to nine about nine hours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone, just anyone, period. Eat, like, if you scare easily, you might have mm-hmm. want to watch it during the day because it's <laughs> really creepy. We're going to watch nice. it at night and I'm going to be um, You're going to be afraid of our houses. No, I'm not really afraid of our eerie. house. Our house has good energy. Um, yeah. So, like, I... You you definitely need to watch it because I like you love horror. Mm-hmm. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it just because of the the family drama is yeah, really well yeah. done, and um yeah. I I have seen so many different people comment about it on social media yep. of all different worlds, like yep, people yep. that I know like horror, people that I know that just like TV shows, people that I know that just like Netflix shows, yep. and people that I know that know. Nothing other than like, oh, they reference Methuen. You got to watch yeah. it. So there's just so <laughs> many different types of people that have commented about how they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it makes me want to watch it and be part That's of it. Awesome. Kind of like when Stranger yeah. Things came out. Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to be part of it. It was like, like a cultural. You want to be part of the wanna, conversation. Yes. It's a cultural. Like, guys, I was going to use that word because I know what it means. Nice. But you want to. Sorry, be part- I've done that to you yeah. multiple times this no, episode. That's fine. <laughs> no, because we're. Who cares? It's Tiffany. Oh, that was wow. a joke. Yeah, that was a joke. Alex, yeah, that yeah, was a joke. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it, it's not. In, we're kind of on the same like wavelength today with like yeah. opinion wise. So. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dwight and I, I brought a couple movies to the table because usually, uh, like w- what we did last year, Dwight brings the old movies, I bring the new movies. I like that dynamic a I, lot. I it's do. a lot of fun. I do. Um, we both love horror from different ends of of mm-hmm. the the candle but well, we both love it for very similar reasons yeah, yeah we both like it i mean for me it's just i have a hard time keeping up with newer releases right. and stuff like that and so it's it's a little bit easier for me to delve into my back catalog of things right. that are tried and true and i know yeah. i love them and I, I like my slashers i like my that type of stuff right. but um you do keep up with the new stuff right and you haven't seen many of the old stuff so right. it's it's an, a fun like you know swapping yep. of hey here's a good one here's a good one so i brought Two movies to the table this year. Um, I brought The Loved Ones, which came out in 2009, I think. Um, and Sounds right. And Don't Breathe, which came out in 2016. Um, so those were the two movies that we ended up watching. Like I said, we didn't get to watch a lot of movies this year together. Yeah, it's been a rough. Um, 
So, and then you rec- you recommended or said you watched a movie, so I was like, I'm going to watch that yeah. too, called Raw, which came out. I want to say it's 2014. 2015? 20, 2014, I, I think it was 20, 2014 at Sundance yeah. or Cannes. Yeah. It, it came out at a festival yeah. because it's French. and Exactly. Um, so we're, those are the three movies we're going to talk about. Oh, yes. I don't care what order we, you want to do it in, but... Uh, um, why don't we go in... Let's just go in the order you just mentioned. Okay, so, so let's start with the loved ones. I feel like it's the one we're going to have the least to say about. Probably, because it's the most by the numbers. It's, yeah, it, so the loved ones uh, came out in 2009. It's an Australian f- horror film. Yep. Um, it's about... I don't think it's spoiling anything to tell you the, the general plot. It's about this girl who asks this guy to prom, and he says, Oh, I'm already going with my girlfriend. Yep. And she is upset, and then her dad kidnaps the guy ties him to a chair and they have prom at their house in the most sadistic and fucked up way possible yep um that is the pitch for the movie that is the pitch um the the tagline or one of the the descriptors of it was uh texas chainsaw massacre meets 16 16 candles candles. which is a 100 percent accurate uh, description 100 percent um i I saw this movie for the first time back right after it came out. I think like oh, 2010, wow. 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had heard about it because uh, like I, like someone was like, oh, it's a, like an unseen gem like um, of the modern age. Because like, n- I guess I could see not that. a lot of people saw it. It was kind of a smaller movie because it's out of Australia. It didn't get a wide release in, in America. Mm-hmm. So I, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is a really fun movie yep. the, the characters were like cool the the sadisticness of the of the father and the daughter and their really weird relationship was i hated fun. their relationship their relationship <laughs> yeah. was was fun in, but creepy but really creepy like like i didn't like their relationship I know it was very weird it was well done and uncomfortable um what did you think uh, i've seen this I, movie multiple yeah, times I, okay so Overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, there are things... This movie was very simple and very focused. Yep. Um, you really... It's a mostly one-setting movie yep. um, for the majority of it. But I liked it because while it was simple and straightforward, it didn't exactly go the way I was expecting it. Right. So we watched the trailer first. And as we were watching the trailer, I was like, oh, the dad is, like, super fucked up, isn't he? Like, just, like, from the first shot I saw him, I yep. was like, "That something's wrong with this dude. Yep. And shocking, yes, even in the trailer, it's revealed that, like, the whole family has a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe with them, the way they, like, do dinners and, yep. and stuff like that. Um, but the the as things get more and more revealed, so, okay, spoiler, full, full spoilers yeah, full for this. Full spoilers for all the movies we're going to talk Thank about. Thank you. So... There's a point where the girl is looking in this scrapbook that she that she made. You don't see what's in the book, but she's looking at it. And I was like, oh, okay. I see where they're going with this. This is going to be something that they've done multiple times over the years, and they've documented it. And then in the next, like, 15 minutes, I thought that was going to be the big shocking like, reveal at the end. Third act reveal. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. They, like... Up front, they're like, we've been doing this for a long time. I've taken, she's taken multiple boys to multiple dances as she's looking for her, um, 
for her one true love type of deal. Right. And but then it's re- like so you think that's it, and then it's revealed that they've been keeping these people alive in a pit underneath their house, yep. and like that whole sequence, I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. Like yep. that was. The movie got me with that, and I was very impressed with it because I was like, I thought this was going to be a by the books standard, right. which it is. Like, it, yeah, because I mean, you go with, like the the kids tied up, he escapes, he has an escape attempt that right. fails, he's brought back, and oh, and and it's escalation of like the this is clearly made in a post hostile post saw oh, yeah. uh, environment on a lower budget, yep. but um. So you have a little bit of the they nailed his feet to the ground. Oh, it's a, ooh, and like that those close ups of ah, oh, stuff's gonna happen. And yep. but then once you get into the the basement stuff, yep. it's like okay, okay, we're on a different yeah. level here. Things are going differently than I expected. Yep. It so good on you, movie. Um, overall, and overall, I, I enjoyed it. I loved the ending, uh, the very end where he. It's it's it bookends it with the the car driving yes. and the swerving and the accident and I I really liked that I think we both thought that that was well done I enjoyed it I enjoyed the um like, like I said it Texas Chainsaw the ending was just Texas Chainsaw yep. reversed right um because Texas Chainsaw ends with Leatherface the big burly right. hulking man uh chasing the 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 girl who's run away and this is the girl like Jeez. beat up and bloodied and like fucked up hard well, chasing the guy yep. uh and, that and was the really the end cool. of the movie is they hit her and then they, they back, back over, over her, her. <laughs> yeah, to make sure that she's because gone. she's cl- she's, she's like, like crawling crawling with, with an, an axe or something i think it was an axe and she's like got like broken legs yep. and she's like <sighs> yeah so um if you like modern horror and you're you're not too squeamish like this is a yeah. pretty graphic movie mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of blood yep. um so if you're not too squeamish and you 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 can deal with a little torture porn ish it's definitely torture porn tor- torture porn light right um with mild incestuous vibes yep. which i did not enjoy those were the parts where like that creep skeeved me out yep. more than any of the graphic it's, torture it's stuff very cringy and you're just yes. like Oh, that song that the they song, play over and over again. The creepiest scene for me is when he watches his daughter change into the dress. Mm. <laughs> Which and is his reaction yeah. where he's like, like the camera pans up and down her yep. body and it's really voyeuristic and really scuzzy. And you're just like, no, yep. no. Like at this point, you've already, you've already seen the kid get kidnapped. So, you know, shit's going bad, but you're like, yep. this is not the level of family that I wanted. <laughs> yep. yep. Um. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good movie. I like it. Um, I like to show it to most of my friends that like horror mm-hmm. because it's one that most people haven't seen. Um, I, I like that. I liked how I thought it was going to be by the numbers. It ended up like just going further than the by the numbers. Right. So it, yeah, thumbs up. It was pretty um, good. Yeah, and it's also free to watch on Amazon Prime if you have an Amazon Prime video. Um, so the next one we watched after this. Um, is kind of similar in that it bookended itself. It did. Um, with, not in a good way. No. In so a gross This way. one's called Don't Breathe. Yes. Uh, it was directed by Fede Alvarez, who uh-huh. also directed Evil Dead, the, the, the remake, remake of Evil Dead. in 2013. That sounds right. This was after that, right? Yeah. Uh, this was right after that. Or a couple so years he likes working that. with uh, Samuel with, Raimi. He likes working with Sam Raimi's studio, Go- Ghost, Ghost House. House. And he also likes working with Jane Levy, who was also in both movies. Nice. Um, this is about... Uh, That's Jackie Torrance, right? Jackie Torrance, yeah. Oh, this cool. This is about three 
um, kids, kids, teen, um, like 20-year-olds. They're 20-somethings, yeah. like early 20-somethings yep. who are in a relatively rough neighborhood. Right, who, they live in like Detroit. Or, I, I think it was Detroit. Yeah. But it's like the suburbs outside of Detroit, right. which are apparently like really run down and, and all the factories have left and blah, blah, blah. They are basically professional robbers. Um, they... Uh, one of the kids, his dad works for a security company, so he takes advantage of that by breaking into the houses by that security company, so they, they have the advantage. They find out that there's this big score to be had at this house of this blind guy. Well, they don't know he's blind. They don't They don't know he's blind. I don't think they know he's blind, but they know he's a war they veteran. They know he's a war veteran. But who like, got a big payout for, right, some for sort, his, his daughter dying. Yep. Um, his daughter got hit by a car. He got a big payout. So they find out that he has a bunch of money in the safe, and but he's a recluse and doesn't leave the house. Yep. So they, they decide that they're going to rob the house while he's in there because it's that one big score they need to get out of town. Mm-hmm. Rob the house while he's in there and then and then get out of town. And hijinks ensue is really yes. what it comes down to. Um, so from a technical movie, a technical perspective, yep. um, this movie is great. The yep. the tension that is built from the the premise of the the man being blind and um, the uh, the robbers having that advantage over him is genuinely scary at times. It gets to like because there are scenes where the guy is walking through his house and the uh, the um, the kid the people are just like standing there like watching him walk by them and like they're moving because this man obviously knows his house inside and out so if something's not in the right place he like this door shouldn't be opened right now or it's it's unlocked there's a sequence uh later on where they're in the basement and um the guy knows his house well enough where he shuts off the lights so now they're in pitch black so it's like equal with what he is but they don't know where they're going so he's kind of using echolocation more or less to follow to where they should be so Technically, this movie was shot very well. It was very, very scary in that aspect. Um, I have some issues with the story. Yep. Because it's gross. Yeah, it, it is pretty gross. <laughs> like, um, I, I enjoyed, like, the them being stalked and, and uh, the setup for it. But once they get into that basement, yeah, it, which I knew about, but I didn't know all about it yeah i i knew you didn't know all about it because okay so spoilers which so in the basement the when the then when the robbers get down in the basement they discover that there is a girl chained up in the basement and it looks like it's some sort of rape dungeon but what you find out later is he has artificially inseminated her and this is the girl that that killed his daughter yes. in the and car he, accident. And he wants a baby. And he from wants her. a baby from her. So Which she has to is... pay back the life that she took. Is really what it's what, all about. What, 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 what is he? Jigsaw. Which is sadistic. It, it's it, it's it, sadistic. It's messed up. It, it like it's weird because it puts because nobody is good in this movie. Like right. you have people robbing uh, somebody else just for their own personal gain, and then you have um, the. This man who is 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 raping and torturing women, right. or one woman, yep. and it's like, oh, yep. it, 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 you just feel dirty while you're watching yep. it. It's it's like, and the fact that he is like, I never raped her, yeah, and then well, he, he he boils his semen yeah, and then takes a turkey baster, fucking what she gets in the mouth, which is pretty satisfying. Just like, I was on board. <laughs> And I knew that was going to happen. I was like, okay, I know this goes to a dark place. 
I didn't know that it was going to go to like Bad an insanely yeah. weird place. So like I, I'm really conflicted on this yeah. one because, like I said, technically it it set out to do what it wanted to do, where like these people are are trapped in this house with this man who is is looking for them because he knows all of the exits and he knows everything. Um, ugh, why'd you have to go there? Why just why did you have to go to that? Yeah, like the premise itself was fantastic. Yep. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, man. You feel conflicted. I do. It's 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 yucky. Um, one of the things that I really love about this movie, um, and we talked about it last year when we talked about the Conjuring. Um, one of the first shots when they get to the house is a long. It's either a long shot or a very well disguised edit, um, where they they show you the layout of the first floor of the house. Mm-hmm. And show you where everything is, and they linger on a few things that come back later. Yeah, you know, like a hammer, like a like, like a hammer, and the bells, and a, a few other things. Um, that that shot is really great yep. at at establishing the house mm-hmm. and where everything is. And I'm supposing technically, this movie yes. is great. Yep, from that that standpoint. Yep. Um, I love I love Don't Breathe. I absolutely love it. Um. It's very similar. You might like Hush more. It's possible. Like, I know um, you said, because that's what you were talking so, about earlier, is yes, this so, is the movie that ruined Hush for yes, you. Yes, this is the movie that ruined Hush for me, because Hush, well, really, Hush ruined Hush for me. I have a huge issue. The creepiest thing about Hush is, for me, the mask that John Gallagher, that Jr. John Gallagher Jr. wears, and he takes it off in like the first 20 minutes, and I'm just like, okay, you're not scary anymore. You're just kind of... So, yeah, Hush is the reverse of this. Instead of um, people invading a blind person that's somebody invading a deaf person's house right it's somebody trying to invade a deaf person's house uh. um yeah it's, it's watch hush I, I know a lot of people that really like it it's not a bad movie i just would rather watch don't breathe because you like uh, semen semen basters because i like turkey basters obviously um like not, okay not not to be overly critical of this movie and this weirdness the turkey baster sequence. This is so gross. Is a is a joke in uh, Seed of Chucky. Like, oh, really? Like, the, like it's you. Like that exact artificial insemination with a turkey baster yep. is a joke in another like more overly ridiculous horror comedy. Yep. And so I'm like, I just I just can't take this seriously. Yep. It was it was weird and just came out of nowhere. And like the sh- the shot with. Some of it dripping out of it, it I, identical to yep. the to the Chucky movie, and I was just like, oh, okay, okay, sure. Um, I love Don't Breathe. Mm. It, it, okay, like it was definitely not a bad movie. It, it was a it was a good movie. A little bit of issues with the with the plot. Um, going back to predictability of the last one, the ending was a smith. Like if they hadn't shown that opening, <sighs> so the, it yeah. opens with a shot of a woman being dragged through the streets yep. and like. I don't know if it's just because I noticed that she had blonde hair, and then the woman who's in the basement later has dark, dark brown hair. hair. Yeah. I was like, that's not the same person. Oh, hey, one of our main characters has blonde, blonde hair. hair. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen at some point in this yeah. movie. And then that happens. And then the movie keeps on going with yep. the turkey bastiness. Yep. And you're just like, eh, okay. But like, it felt a little bit predictable once once she got out. I was like, "Well, there's no way she's not going back," right? Because they the movie already established that, which just felt like a mild misstep. Yep. I I completely agree. So the last movie that we watched, um, so 
I'm I'm a hack when it comes to just life. Yeah. Um, from Beyond, uh, not Reanimator, but uh, a lot of the movies that I've brought to the table here are things that I have found through um, Red Letter Media because mm-hmm. they do a lot of like these like recap things. And one of the guys on there, his name is Jay Bauman. He is really into surreal and fucked up horror movies like um uh, as as the other guy on there calls them his, his murder pervert movies which is kind of what so it was that is where i found this next movie through mm-hmm. uh the next one we watched was a, a french movie called raw as we already talked about yep. it, i think um so i had heard heard about it and then just like i knew that it was pretty intense and and it's about this girl who um is a vegetarian and she goes to veterinary school that her sister is also going to. And as part of the hazing ritual at this veterinarian school, they make you eat a piece of uh, rabbit liver, yep. I think it is. So it's like a, a fucked up hazing thing that like all the teachers are clearly fine with because it's, this is obvious that it happens every year. Yep. And like the kids are going to classes in their lab coats that are soaked in blood because yep. like they got blood dumped on them and stuff like that. But this piece of liver that this girl eats triggers something like primal in her Mm -hmm. that more or less leads her down the road to becoming a cannibal like she starts eating um raw meat that she has in a fridge she starts like eating like carcasses and stuff like that and then she eventually gets to a point where she's eating human meat and this movie is visually great the story is such a slow burn to a really fucked up climax. Oh yeah, and the ending was amazing. Yep. The ending like blew my mind. I, I the the implications of the ending was phenomenal. Yep. What did you think? Because I watched this movie on my own, and I was like, "Oh, I watched this. Maybe you should watch it so we can yeah. talk about it." Oh yeah. What did you think? I loved it. Did you go into it with any sort of ideas? So I actually. I heard about this movie when it came out through a podcast that we both used to listen to called Fighting the War Room. Yeah, I've stopped listening to it at this yeah, point. Yeah, me too. Uh, I remember David Ehrlich talking about it on that podcast mm-hmm. and talking about how great it was. And, really? And blah, 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 blah. He loved it. And I was like, oh, man, I don't usually agree with David on movies because he's a little more... Um, I don't want to say pretentious. No, that is the but, word. But he's pretentious. Pretentious. pretentious is usually he, the word. He's very opinionated, and he knows what he likes. And like to him, good cinema is a very specific right. thing. So, which is fine. Um, I I when I found out it was on Netflix, like a couple years later, I added it to the list. Sent, it's thinking, been on my list for thinking, years. I'll watch this because my sister and I do a horror movie marathon every year, which we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were gonna watch it last year or the year before and we put it on and i forgot it was in french so it starts and there's subtitles and my sister's like i don't is this going to be subtitles the whole time because she can't do subtitles and i'm like oh shit so we didn't watch it so then when you mentioned it this year like oh i watched it i'm like done now now i have a reason to definitely watch it so i wanted to watch it for years and Mm. never really pushed myself to do it I, same thing for me. I wanted to watch it, but it was one of those things. I'd like after I had heard Red Letter Media talk about it. I've heard so many other things yep. about it. like it's it's like one of the most intense movies you've ever seen. It's super graphic. It's super yep. raw. It it is like there are a few shots from the movie that really stuck with me, but overall, it's just it's so fucked up. It is it is, it is just conceptually the entire movie. I'm just like this is so fucked up. Yeah. Every single thing that happens in the movie, even like. 
when the, like the hazing rituals, like which aren't even mm-hmm. the fucked up part of the right? movie. Like you're you just, think that's going to be the fucked up part, yeah. and then you're like, no, you're it's like going. The, oh, they're forcing people to eat rabbit liver. That's kind of weird, but also like normal. It's people a veterinarian just, school. I get just it. Eat rabbit liver. Yeah. Like I, I know people that have eaten weirder things. What what they were doing to them? Nothing was like. Like, uh, like they weren't killing people, or they right. weren't like going like that step beyond. It all felt like naturalistic hazing right. stuff. Right. And then the real part for me was when, uh, spoiler alert, the waxing. Scene. When the, the 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 Brazilian waxing scene happens, where uh, her sis, her older sister, is giving her a Brazilian, and the wax gets stuck. So she goes to get scissors to try and she gets they're they're giant they're giant giant scissors. She goes and gets scissors to try and cut the wax off, and the younger sister starts freaking out. Our our main character character. because there's scissors near her, you know, lady bits. (laughs) So she kicks her sister. That accidentally forces her to cut off her own finger. She sees the blood, passes out. The sister passes out. The, si- the older sister passes out. So the younger sister picks up the finger. Well, calls the cops and they say, put it in the fridge. So she picks up the finger to put it in the fridge and ends up gnawing on it. E- eating the finger. Yeah. And that is the scene. Like yep. The rest of the movie, I'm like, this is really good. This is really good. That sequence, the way it was shot, the way yep. it was framed, the, the, the score, the pacing of yep. that scene was so unsettling yep. and like... It, it it didn't make me sick, but I was just like, that. What is? If we were watching with people, it would have been one of those moments of like, no, oh, yep. oh, it, it would have been a giant reaction. It was reaction. so fucked up, and yeah. but it was so good. And then like the sister wakes up so, in the in the background, mm-hmm. out of focus, yep. and sees what's happening, and then it just smash cuts to them in the hospital, and you're like, oh my god, what's what gonna happened? happen? And I think it's even more unsettling that this the older sister has like no reaction to it, and you're like, okay, there's something going Something's on, wrong and then here. shit keeps keeps getting crazier. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a great movie. So this is a um, the last movie I was talking about how the opening shot uh, ruined the movie. Yep. The opening shot in this movie was such an amazing yep. setup because you're like, okay, is this something in the future? Is this something in the past? Because yep. it's a car crash, yep. and then so that a similar sequence to that happens later and it becomes obvious that the older sister has been manipulating this sort of car crash to spoiler alert she's also a cannibal right and spoiler alert her mom's also it runs it's it's like so in this world cannibalism is clearly a hereditary trait that's passed down because that last shot where the father opens the shirt and is like because i didn't notice that it i i did not guess that until during that scene yep. and as soon as like they were talking and stuff like that i was like that guy's lip is messed up yep that was when i noticed that his lip was messed yep. up and i was like oh no because there's a scene earlier where the main character is doing like a seven minutes in heaven yep. or a paint thing with this guy yep. um and, and she ends up biting lip. off his uh the part of his lip yep. and like the whole thing with the the roommate is yep. also like th- so this movie is at its core, it's a coming of age movie. Yep, it's it's about like discovering your sexuality. It's about like um, coming into yourself, uh, your first time on your own type of deal. But it's once again, it's what makes good horror movies. It's a it's a coming of age story with the maskings of a fucked up horror yep. movie yep. around it. And like that, I think has been our biggest theme tonight. Yep. Is just like not like, everyday situations. Well, the, the best but, horror is told w- when you go, I have this great story. Wait, I can make it into horror. Like so, 
it's it's a good story on its own because all the stuff we've talked about like even just a girl going to college getting hazed and having to like learn how to deal with like being in college would be a great story Yeah, that could be just a, a standard like rom-com drama right, right of like i could see like michael Sarah in the, like yep. in that role yeah. and like being like and, oh awkward. and that could still be a great great movie but like when they add the horror to it that even escalates it to a, a, a different yeah, it point ascends. it's amazing and it's so good um I highly recommend this movie. I agree. It was it was a ton of fun. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's like weird to be like the movie. Like I enjoyed it a lot while I was watching yeah. it because it, you feel like you're watching something that's clearly being made with passion yep. and it has a style. Yep. The, like there's some like musical sequences in it where like you feel like like disconnected from reality because yep. of them, and it's just a really surreal and well made movie. That just happens to feature fucking cannibalism. Right. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend it. I agree. I, I highly recommend it as well. Mm-hmm. So there's one more movie that you watched. Yes, this there year. was one more movie that I watched. I watched it on Brian's recommendation because yeah. I was looking that for... he watched it on my recommendation. And he watched it on your recommendation. So we're going to talk about it. It's called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Vernon, yes. Um, so this is a documentary style horror movie yes about a serial uh not a serial killer so he's a he's a budding serial he's a he's a budding serial killer who wants to um live out a myth and it's all about how he is planning out how he uh how he's mythologized Mm -hmm. how he fits into uh, this world, how he's picking out his survivor girl. It's it's very much mockumentary style to yep. a certain degree, but takes itself seriously to a certain degree. And um, it's also a world where all horror movie villains exist. That's what I was going to say. So, which I also really like. So the premise for this movie is every single thing that happened in the 80s, all 80s horror movies were real. Right. Freddy Krueger was a real person. Jason was a real person. Michael Myers was a real person. Yep. All these murders happened. Yep. And um, so this is now a person who is uh, in the modern day. I think it was. This is from like two thousand six. Two thousand six. So it was a it was a modern day uh, interpretation of that where he was like he was inspired by what happened in the eighties and he wants to cause like a revival. He wants yep. to be a modern person. So he has a mentor who back in the 80s was a prolific slasher villain who is now retired and so he's um leslie vernon is learning from him and there's this documentary crew that's following leslie vernon around as he is preparing for this one big night where he is going to make his mark on on the world and i don't remember how i found out about this movie but i remember being fascinated by the premise and so it's like 70 percent of this is documentary style but Mm -hmm. then it'll occasionally slip into actual horror actual movie like the cameras yep. go away and it becomes an actual horror movie like yep. that's the last act the, the the last act and a little There's bit a, of the, the second act in the um in the, in library. the library yeah um and so this movie has uh robert england is in it he yep. plays like the the sam loomis van helsing he, he style loomis character, character yep. uh, which is just awesome on a metatextual level yep. um i think kane hotter's in it uh, the the woman in the in the librarian, yep. uh, I think her name was Zelda something. She played the woman in Poltergeist. Yep, yep. The she, I I remember her. Yeah, yeah. So like this is like, it's 
um, celebrating all the old horror movies. And it's kind of condemning because this came out right as the Saw hostile torture porn was just ramping up. And this is kind of condemning that because I think they comment on it a little bit. Yeah. If I remember correctly. It's been a while. I've only watched this movie once. They comment on like the subtlety that it it takes to be a real like a slasher. And it's. It's very much, it's very meta, which mm-hmm. like we know that I like because like all my favorite stuff is meta. Yes. Um, it's very meta, but it's also very original. Like the, yes. the, the concept behind it is really fun. It's, I had trouble in my head being like, what kind of person would just interview a guy that's going to kill somebody but in this world that's an accepted thing right right I, so it's like less of a stretch yeah. when you figure that like these murders actually happened and it's like the people who are the killers they follow their own set of like codes right. and rules so until that area like you can feel safe with them right. because the guy who is jason Voorhees, well he's not going to kill you unless it's friday the 13th right like, he had an mo and so like you could be in this world you could be right. safe with them outside of but that. like in my head, I'm just like, it's it's illegal to plan a murder. Like, you are now an accessory to the planning of a murder. Yes, but there <laughs> there also have been documentaries about people who, like, watch other people, like, do heroin and drugs and, like, right. overdose in front right. of them. And it's almost like... That's, that's you, fine. You have, like... Yeah, obviously. You, you Killing have, yourself is fine. I guess. Killing other people is True, but sketchy. I guess it's also, like, this world type of thing. Right. But you have to like, assume that, like... I don't know. It's just an interesting concept, right? All right. I like. I got. I got by that. Yeah. But then at the end, when she's like, "We can't let these people die," I'm like, "What? What do you think minute. was going to happen from the beginning?" That's my biggest issue with this movie is the execution. Right. The concept is amazing, yep. and then I don't know if it's because it was in 2006, so it's it's not shot on shitio, but it's it's, um, it's definitely it's definitely shot. It's not shot on film. It's right. definitely a digital movie and digital technology in 2006 Wasn't was there. not that good yeah. yet. So it definitely isn't where it is today. It wasn't even where it was in 2009. Right. Um, it's a very low budget movie. There are times where it just looks bland. Yep. It looks eh. Yep. The the whole third act, some of the, like the sequences with like the kills are a little bit underwhelming. Yep. Some of them I liked. Like I really like the one where the guy is in the field and like so Leslie Vernon is in his full killer mode. Yep. And like that one guy's like, dude, we've been hanging out. Why are you doing this? Please no, let me and like he fucking murders yep. the camera guy yep. and it's like that that was I um, think my favorite one. I really liked and I saw it coming. The moment the film crew was like, we can't let them die, I was like, oh, she's the final girl. Yep. I, like, the moment that happened, I was like, oh, I got, I, I got the twist. And then, but I did enjoy them trying to figure out what he was going to do next. Mm-hmm. And every time it didn't come to fruition, they eventually were like, oh, shit. Everything he said that was yep. going to happen, happened. Yep. Which is neat. Yep. But it was a good movie. I like I, I thought it was a great recommendation. Yep. It was um a very original and fun movie. Mm-hmm. It had a few issues, yes. but totally willing to see past it. I'll definitely watch it again. Some some of the char- it's a really fun movie. Some of the characters like I my favorite part of it, and this is just because I'm a horror buff, but my favorite part is when 
they're in the mentor's house and they're just yep. talking about the techniques yep. and like they were artists back yep. then and, and blah, blah, blah. They had standards oh, and stuff like um, that. Like that was my favorite. One portion. thing I did enjoy, enjoy um, the guy that played his mentor, Leslie mm-hmm. Vernon's mentor yep. passed away this year. Oh really? And when I saw him, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. I get to watch a movie with him in it. Oh, that's cool. Um, Cause I, I really liked him. He was on, um, the Walking Dead. Oh, cool! And I really liked you him. Played on the Herschel on the he Walking played Dead. Herschel okay, on the Walking Dead. I've never actually Dead. seen The Walking Dead, but um, I, I knew that. And he passed away, er, I think, earlier this year. Yeah. And it was really nice to see him. That's in the awesome. Movie. Um, he like I liked the tension that like those scenes also had because yep. you're like, okay, we know in theory they're safe, but it feels like you know these killers yep. could snap at any moment and just like murder these people in front of yep. us. So it feels really. Not like this is going to be like an outrageous thing to say, but it's not like war journalism, right. but it's kind of like these people are in an unsafe situation. Yeah. You don't know what's going yeah. to happen. Um, I liked it. Uh, one, The last thing I want to say, um, and it's something that Brian pointed out to me when he recommended it to mm-hmm. me. The guy that plays Leslie Vernon does a great job of capturing like a, a sociopathic personality because he's like very charismatic, very fun. But he's also talking about murdering people, yep. and it, it's 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 a great character. And the guy that does it plays it really well. Where you're like, everything he's saying. Sometimes I find myself laughing, and then I'm yeah. like, wait, he's talking about murdering. That's people. not funny. So it it was really. I liked his whole introduction. Yes, like the like with like because it was like pulling the curtain back on like how he they do some of these tricks, but at the same time he was clearly having fun with it. Yeah. I, I liked this character. It's a lot of fun. I loved his um, mask. Like, yes, that's the mask part of, was good. Like that's part of like a slasher has to have their mark and stuff yep. like that. And Leslie Vernon's is really cool. Yep. They wanted to make more of these, but I don't think it did good enough for <sighs> there to be sequels. I would have loved to see a sequel to this. I Same. Like it could have only gotten better. Yes. With a bigger budget and because uh, you're right, I loved the guy who plays Leslie Vernon. Yep. He was fantastic. I just needed more polish and yep. professionalism for it yeah. to be a truly amazing movie. But yep. as it stands, I think it's a very good movie. Tiffany. Come back. Come on back. Woo. So this has been another um, amazingly long uh, deep dive into horror spooky stuff, but I hope you all enjoyed sticking with us. Oh, hi, Tiffany. Oh, hey. Yeah. Except for Tiffany, who didn't stick with oh, us. Oh, yeah, She said goodbye. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Dwight. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Alice. So, hi, doggy. I really enjoyed it. So thank you guys for watching spooky stuff with me this year. It's yeah, it was been, fun. It's been a rough yeah. uh, October in general, no. but it's been... It, having some of the spook stuff to, to yeah. hold on to has been really enjoyable. I know. It's been a lonely few weekends without you, Dwight. So Oh, that was the other thing I, I could have talked about. I, I was in a play about the Orson Welles no. um, <laughs> War of the Worlds October <laughs> broadcast. No one that's cares. that's moderately spooky. Yeah. No, no was you spooky? can't talk about... No. Okay. I got paid for it. I'm a professional <laughs> yeah, actor. Yeah, I heard now. Actor. Uh, Tiffany told me. I'm yeah. a professional actor. It's very cool. So, anyways, this has been another episode of No Refunds. Um, thank you guys so much for, for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we're not going to thank the Hyper Potions this week because we're doing something spooky. Ooh, spooky. But we can still thank them because they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, thanks to the Hyper Potions for being awesome. Just in general. I yeah. can't believe they, they released a spooky uh, movie. Or they released a spooky, a spooky song. Spooky Somebody song. shared it in the Discord. It was Ryan. either Brian or Brian. Did. Brian did. Yeah. Which is cool. We have a Discord. Um, go to norefunds.com, norefundspodcast.com, and uh, you can find the link to the Discord there. Yeah. You can email us like Judd, Corey, and Peter did. Um, no and, re- and HostGator. Um, and, and HostGator. 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 Yeah, don't forget HostGator. Yeah, obviously, they're our number one fan. Um, norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Tiffany has an Instagram that she does. Yeah, Never. I haven't touched it since July. you to um, give me access. I'm going to give Alex you access to it. You should Instagram right now. We're, we're recording. 
I know. Is that yeah. a term that people use? I don't know. You're the Instagram boy. I don't slide know. into I, our DMs. Yeah, yeah, slide into our DMs, but not really. Social media is hard. Uh, we have Facebook, yep. uh, No Refunds Podcast. I still yep. haven't written my blog entry about running that I I've have, had to change Alex a bunch has of times. Zero blog I've entries. written zero blog I know. Blog I have entries. a bunch in my Google Drive that I've started, and I just haven't finished them. So um, Very cool. Yeah, so... We're there. This has been a great episode, so thank yeah, you all thanks, for listening. Thank you for listening. For for, yeah. for enjoying it. Alex, go enjoy watching spooky movies. I will. And we're going to watch some spooky stuff today, too. We are. Like, maybe the Red Sox not playing 18 innings. You could watch uh, The Haunting <laughs> of Hill House or watch The Babysitter, which I told oh, you to yeah, watch. Oh, yeah, that's Oh, yeah, right. that looks good, too. Um, she would like it, I think. You think so? Cool. Uh, but The Haunting of Hill House is better. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, if you have one recommendation for people to watch something spooky, what, what would it be right now? The Haunting of Hill House. Oh. The Haunting of Hill House. I always come back to Suspiria. Nice. Watch it. Or and Trick or Treat, because Trick it's Halloween. And that that's was, really, that it's, was, been that on, was, it's been on AMC or whatever or on FX. That so was going to be mine. Watch um, it. Trick Sorry. or Treat is like the quintessential, how it's dripping in Halloween. It's that would awesome. be my recommendation right now if you could track that down. Okay. So thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. So bye. 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 <laughs> last movie excuse me so the last movie let's save that for Tiffany see if she'll edit it out